So before our brief recap here, as always, I want to give a shout out to all of those who support our adventures here in the Two Perception Show. Our partners, our sponsors, first of all, obviously, Paizo. We are on, of course, their channel, twitch.tv slash official Paizo. If you're watching this on YouTube, at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, uh, where it's probably for the best that you don't actually see the intro because you are losing nothing of value. But the intros are the best part of the show. I, I mean, we are not. About. This is the pie zone. I mean, you might lose brain cells when you watch the intro. But, that's but <laughs> we've also, of course, got Sirenscape to thank for our ambience, our soundboards, our uh, immersive. And finally, uh, one of the best decisions I made was getting speakers for the tables. We could also hear it. So it wasn't just great for the stream. It, we also have the... Uh, we just kind of trusted it sounded good. Gug sounds and the oinks. Of the raging fear pigs, machine gun fists. <laughs> Somehow, a weird CPU overtaxing has become the greatest Sirenscape meme that this table has had so far. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our friends over at Noise Foundry for all of these fantastic dice that are much girthier than the uh, plastic we were roll rolling previously. Yeah, I like these chunky boys. Malachi they D20. make me happy. They're not going to work like his does. The you lapis get one malachite because win. They're, they look really pretty, but the lapis malachite. don't get them because you think they're going to do anything like with their... Get them because they'll there roll exactly go. how I do. Solid. It's Brandy. the dice. It's not me, I promise. As we left off last week, uh, we have braved the sandstorm brewing outside in the deserts of the greater nation of Katapesh. And we have come to the rescue of a small civilization of mostly gnomes in a town known as Finder Plain. Are they civilized? Yes. Compared to us? Where, mean, it, what, where is your bar exactly? Elysium. I think that's kind of up to you. It's kind of like a group of people that it's, kind of come together to fulfill different niches in society to create a cohesive whole. Pretty Dude, sure that, the bar is down I the street. I think they are technically the doing store. that, yes. Really? They, they kind of change roles all the time, yeah, though. But yeah, that's the roles, how they do it. The roles don't have to be permanent. That's they have as long as roles. all the roles are being filled, it is a society. As long as all the roles are twenties, it doesn't matter. No one said they're good at it. <laughs> no, but they're, they're great at they're it. They're doing if the their best. Empty. Someone just jumps on it. Like oh, I want to do that now. They have been plagued for a few days by a sandstorm of supernatural power, uh, run through with a variety of various plagues and. Very angry desert denizens, a lot of roiling wind and sand elementals that had taken the opportunity to prey upon the good gnomes of Finder Plain as they attempted to bunker down in the one building that was probably sturdy enough to stand up to a supernatural sandstorm. But, striding confidently forth, doing what we could to help supply and save as many of the citizens as we can, and finally tracking down the Wendigo responsible for the sandstorm. Did we... did we track it down that tracked you down i mean that's I kind of like how <laughs> we yeah. tracked it it's, it's when you I can't mean, the end result is the same it's when you can't hear the, the survivors it's... are the ones who tell the story so we tracked it <laughs> down it says the it says in the we bard's book of journeys that the heroes tracked the wendigo down see it says it right there in the it's, book. it says it right here in the book although it's hard to be huff the heroes of finder plane i feel like they need to change the name so we can have a better acronym hod here desert i like that better or Haas, the heroes of sand. You go Hawk, the heroes of Katapesh, because Katapesh is also the country. Yeah. You haven't been to the city But yet, we're not but the that's... heroes of Katapesh. We're the heroes it's, of this small... It says right The scope is too large. I don't want to be Katapesh's hero. It says right heroes of Galarian. <laughs> while, we're, while we're expanding our Hump. legends. The heroes of the material plane. <laughs> <laughs> Hump. 
We're the home. <laughs> I mean, we are camels. We are very strong rock walkers. Speaking of the hump, we are currently riding a bunch of camels uh, that Wasilka, the current souk master of Finder Plain, uh, was very... I swear you're saying soup. You really sure. are. It's a gnome. Souk master. It's soup. Every time you say it, she's I hear soup. She's not the souk master. She's the souk master. The souk master someone else. I say no. They probably have a souk master somewhere. That's more of a chef, I would imagine, but the souk master. Like, not necessarily. I'm not joking. Every time you say souk, I'm hearing you say soup master. And I, I, think, I hate it. I think it's <laughs> broken. She uh, was more than eager to lend you any kind of support that she could. And given the waning storm from the Wendigo still persisting and still quite severe, it had thinned enough that it didn't seem well guaranteed deadly to attempt to traverse the near day-long journey to the city of Katapesh. And... Given your encounter with the Wendigo at the Eye of the Storm, urgency was sort of necessary. As you have recovered not only a gnome from the Town of Finder Plain itself, who is not in a fantastic state, and as Rez believes, may be near succumbing <clears throat> to the Wendigo's curse, which, if he gives way completely, will give birth to another Wendigo. We also have one of our own who does not seem to be doing spectacularly. We won't let him sleep, though. At least the gnome is unconscious for multiple days. The gnome has been given the slumber wine. He is very asleep, so he's not going to be running off into the sky anytime soon, fortunately. And the rest of you, given again the urgency of the situation here, need to make your way to Catapesh as quickly as possible. Through the waning storm in the early evening here, through the night and even through the morning, uh, these camels were taken on, well, as much of a forced march as you could reasonably muster these animals through safely. I don't think anyone here is a camel maintenance expert. Um, All right, read a book. I, I got you have me, Bardic lore. You may very well be a camel I, maintenance I got me expert. some survival, but that's about it. <laughs> but... I think I've eaten a camel once. It would be... <laughs> Sometime, honestly, in the early afternoon of the following day, when the group of you would finally come into view of the walls of the city of Katapesh itself. And that's where we're going to pick up today's adventure. You have marched through the evening, through the night, and even through much of the ensuing day. You are all fatigued. Uh, Trashik, of course, is still very much stupefied for by his... A general encounter with everything. I can have a lot of fun. I'm muting him. I believe it is actually a flat check to see if you are fatigued after just foregoing rest for an entire day. So uh, you can all roll me just a flat d20. No fortitude? No, I'm pretty sure it's a flat check. Hey, remember that thing I said about just for no reason I lay 20s on the Probably table? Probably would have been better for the Wendigo. That's what thing, I was but, thinking, you know, but I did it. You can also use it to not be fatigued. Yeah, nice. I, I did the exact thing that I said Stupid I was going to do. Stupefied for you're too dumb to realize you're tired. Like <laughs> Exactly. What did I uh, have to roll? I have no idea. Let's say 15. I got okay. a 17. I got an 11. So you're fatigued. Oh, wait, she got a 17. I got a 14. You're fatigued. Okay. I'm fatigued. You're fatigued. So three of you, three closest to me, uh, are fatigued from the overnight journey. We're just journey. too dumb just... to be tired. No, I like camels. Because it's not, it's not, a, <laughs> it, it's not a fortitude thing. It is just a pure. I mean, 
Like I, I guess you could say, say how it kind of is, but it, it's just it's actual some like circadian exhaustion. Uh, some people you, just aren't meant to stay up for more than twenty four hours. Some people Raz handle it much better it. than others. And Raz has been fighting the sandstorm the entire time. That's true. He is very sleepy. Resme is actually used to not having a lot of sleep because of the stone, so it's possible her circadian rhythms have literally changed. That's true. You're kind of used to the dreamstone, which, uh, in which a, you don't have it. I don't have right yeah, now, you, but you don't have the moment. But in like a weird, twisted way, could have actually prepared you for no sleep whatsoever. Because you you do stay. You sleep what two hours, I think. Yeah. So you already are used to a much longer day than usual, in which then you usually get your eight hours of rest via dreamstone. But it doesn't affect you as severely. And Trishik is just so freaking loopy, he doesn't even know what planet he's on at this point. Which means I'm the only person who's, like, sane enough to actually listen to his musing. So right now, Resme wishes she was fatigued. <laughs> but you, where do you think all the sand comes from? The sand mommy King and the sand daddy me. have sand babies, Trishik. You're 16. It is a lot of babies. I know. They're, they are very prolific breeders. Watch it. <laughs> You just take stones and you smash them together over and over again. And that it is... makes smaller stones. No, and that's, you just keep doing that's that. gravel. That's gravel. That's not sand. No, you have to keep smashing the gravel too. No, I don't I don't think that, that's how that works. Well, gets... then where does the sand come from? Shells. When it gets to be very Shells. tiny. Yeah. Is powder, not sand. Yeah. And if you sand it down enough, then it becomes coarser? Marshall is currently like half awake on... Can you run keep going, Ned, Booze. <laughs> so tired, so That's hungry. That's your problem. You're fueled directly by alcohol, and you've been traveling through a literal desert for the entire Does anyone have a pint? Day. Even just a sip. As you journeyed through the evening, the storm would continue to abate, both as you physically move further out from the epicenter the Wendigo had conjured on Finder Plane, and as its magic continues to fade. And uh, later by the evening, although it would be near pitch darkness save for just the smallest sliver of the moon illuminating a little bit of the journey in front of you. Probably have to rely on your magics to get an actual real heading. The pets all but eradicated near finder plane start to come back into their own as you travel and the sky is clear. The desert is, for those of you unaccustomed to it, surprisingly frigid at night. It does, in fact, go both ways. And, uh, you know, given the general medieval level of education in the world of Galarian, many of you think of desert, I'm sure, as the place that is very hot, mm-hmm. Roshin. Yeah, oh, I mean, it demonstrably so, because traveling in the daytime, man, it was really hot. Well, I guess you haven't really had a whole lot of daytime um, exposure to it either, fairly. It's kind of been a blistering sandstorm the entire time. It was very hot. Yeah. I'll throw up endure elements on everyone. That would certainly help. It's not severe enough to really impact you at this point. But it's everyone's just, tired enough. Yeah. The last thing they need right, is to be more uncomfortable. Pulls out night traveling clothes for the desert out of his bag and bundles up even more. You're traveling <clears throat> east by southeast, largely out across the sands here. And before Katapesh came into view, the inner seas would much more as a grand flattening of the horizon as the rolling dunes and the sand would give way to just this blue tinge at the edge of the world where the horizon meets the sky. And the sun would come up over the glistening waters of the inner sea, now maybe only a dozen miles away as the sun also illuminates the town off in the distance, still a few hours' journey. 
Uh, the city of Katapesh itself, the capital, as of course any major settlement is going to be in a desert, is a port, because it's otherwise very difficult to supply a bustling metropolis. And how we once arrived in Kintargo, probably somewhat impressed by what's definitely the largest city any of us have ever been to, Katapesh is that redoubled. This is the second largest city in all of Avistan, uh, outdone only by Absalom, the city the center of the world. There are none other throughout the inner sea regions that can contest the sheer size of the merchant's capital. It is massive. This, I gotta see a window, is disconnecting something that doesn't matter for no reason. This is one of the few cities in Galarian that is actually a couple of miles across. Oh, we, we had this, the same discussion, I think, with Katapesh before, and everything is a lot more compact when you don't have, you know, cars or roads that are sized for cars, and you transport things generally by hand and wagon. But even still, the city is so massive that it sprawls several miles inland from the coast. And even from this distance a few hours out, the perception of how far may be left in your journey, oh, perhaps a little bit warped mm. by the uh, long stretch of sand between you, might look a little closer than it actually is. You can just, you can already see how truly massive it is. Unlike Kentargo, there are no massive castles set up on the hill. There are no dwarfing spires. The city itself is quite squat, almost weirdly so. This impression, again, exacerbated by how much sheer area it covers. Uh, with only, perhaps from, from your perspective, uh, to the, the northwest, a single small roll with a building not much seemingly larger from here than Breach Hill's town center perched atop it, just a little above the rest of the rolling mass of buildings. So, as we approach this, if you are if you are fatigued here, you're too exhausted to really focus on much other than continuing your camel forward and staying awake. You actually are not taking any exploration activities, but... Seeking. <laughs> Resme's eyes are very open, and she is ready, and Trishik... Seeking and sneaking, because I don't lose the ability How to do both. Sneaking you are a riding a camel. It does not stop me from being not there. All right, so what we did was we made the camel little, like, like softeny things so that they actually just kind of go... They're wearing bunny slippers. They're wearing oh, bunny no. slippers? I don't care if the camel gets seen. Yeah, I, I'm, this he's is doing, the thing that I'm realizing you watch is... Trick, trick riding where he's just on the side of the camel. Yeah, because he's underneath the you camel. You don't need to be concealed or in cover to hide. And you can sneak or uh, avoid notice while also taking another action. And riding a camel does not prevent that. But uh, indeed, it also does not hide the camel. <laughs> I don't care if the camel so, gets seen. So it's, I'm using the camel as a distraction. It's just a stray camel that happens to be following us. It just looks like there's a stray camel. He's, a he's tacked camel. up with a saddle and reins, but there's nobody sitting on it. He's just part of oh, the pack. It's a backup just, camel. Backup camel. That's Felix. We don't talk about him. She's just wearing like a green morph suit. This is getting CGI'd out. No, it's a lizard saddle. In the middle of a yellow sandy desert, he's yeah. just got a green morph suit on it. He's like, yeah. For some reason, he's invisible yeah. now. Yeah. The green morph suit is his skin. He is a green lizard. Yeah. He yes. doesn't need that. He just does that. I naturally. can make him yellow. No yellow. Yellow is bad. But then you CG out the desert, too. You're confusing mm. me. 
So he is inexplicably <laughs> sneaking upon the back of the camel. I feel like we've definitely reached the the higher We're level, level content. 15. Yeah, the higher level content in Pathfinder where I literally can't even begin to imagine how to rationalize this. It's okay. I we think are at superpower level. I think 15. cannot perceive him without attempting to look for him. No matter where you are or how they're positioned, they look at you and the sun is directly behind you. Exactly. <laughs> Every time. And they just see the blinding sun and the shape of oh, a camel. Oh, that camel has three humps. That's really weird. <laughs> oh my God, he's deformed. What did they do to that camel? He just flattened down on the camel's hump and you just look like a saddle. Exactly. They don't notice that there's a lizard skin there. saddle. <laughs> just play dead. Just, I, I'm somehow I laying said that already. down on top of the camel. No, I think we need to stop like this. This isn't getting any the better. Yeah, the theory, I think the theorizing of how on earth you're managing to hide on top of the camel is not getting any better. No, no, we'll but, just accept that it's a thing that's happening. I'm doing that, and I'm just, you cannot see me. I am not here. <laughs> somehow it's working. <laughs> He's singing the song of his people. The superpower tier of Pathfinder is where things get interesting for sure. And I'm glad to There's see no that's still, it. That's still here in second edition. He's, he's hidden. It's not magic. He just is. I can be he's hidden. He's just really good at it. It's yeah. a level eight spell. So after another uh, few hours of traveling with the city barely seeming to come any closer as you journey, uh, you finally get near enough to really start to make out all the outlying buildings. And like many of the larger cities throughout Galarian, it is too big for the walls that were once constructed around it. And you can see the outer walls uh, punctuated every so often by standing round guard towers along their length. Standing not of your traditional gray stone, but of a much more brown, gritty, darker brick construction that almost at a distance sort of blends in with the buildings themselves and the wood of their makeup. Spilling well outside that, probably maybe 1,500, 2,000 feet outside the gate, there are still outlying settlements and communities and shops and taverns and all sorts of, well, the less well-off denizens of Katapesh who can't afford better lodgings inside the walls of the city proper. The group of you would face no problems or opposition or anything until you come to the massive gateway that leads into the city itself. A huge iron portcullis, seemingly rusted near a flat brown, that you're not even confident can possibly be deployed anymore, and at this point may well be just ornamental, over a walkway that narrows down uh, to a station between two of the larger flanking towers on either side, a guard post built into the side of them. And you can you get your first view of the various guards of Katapesh themselves. Their garb and their makeup very different from what you may be used to uh, further north or even further out west in Kentargo. They are exceptionally colorful. Uh, their garb is much swaths of cloth and robe as it is armor each of them with a large round shield strapped to their back <clears throat> and a scimitar at their hip in a gilded sheath. Purples and bright turquoise, deep royal blues all throughout them coming together to make them extremely visible and extremely distinctive. Before we get close enough um, that they could really make us out from underneath our robes, I'm veiling everybody. Um, I'm going to become my uh, counterpart from House Adele, and they're going to be my retinue. Okay. 
Um, so everybody's veiled. They're all wearing my house colors. It also distorts their voice. Um, so they're all going to sound like they're from the part. It's a pretty powerful spell. It's it like is. a seventh level spell or something, isn't it? It's Mel? fifth. Fifth? Uh, yeah. But it's still, I mean, it's, a, it's a pretty large group disguise here. And uh, the guards. I'm going to put on my unmemorable mantle. Just in case. Yeah, as you're approaching, you can certainly get that out and on here <clears> to be sure. Uh, and as you approach here, is anybody... I mean, give me the bard, Laura. Well, you're not recalling knowledge. You're very tired. Um, and nobody is, really. So we'll, we'll just approach. Uh, you can see... <laughs> you really... I mean, you have a purpose here. You are possibly more driven than ever trying to deal with, well, the Wendigo thing that's going on. Where, by the way, is our gnome friend? Uh, I think he'd probably be over Roisin's uh, camel. She's keeping him pretty close. Um, and uh, almost... Um, a little obsessively, actually. Like, she does not want to let him out of her sight. He looks like an injured member of my guard. Fair enough. Um, as you approach, the guard of, of Katapesh here are not exactly, like, explicitly checking papers or anything, but there does seem to be, like, a brief cursory examination of many of the wagons and carts that are coming and going. Uh, Katapesh is a city that sees an incredible amount of business. It's just not viable for them to fully vet everything coming and going from their walls. And as you approach the nearest guard, a very bright blue turban set around her head, obscuring any hair she may have, set in its front with a uh, an oval elliptical sort of turquoise gem right above the band that holds it together. Raises a hand quickly to hail whoever would be at the head of this, which I assume would be Resume. Welcome to Katapesh, your business? Uh, twofold. Uh, a member of my retinue was unfortunately injured in the desert, and uh, we're here to rest and to seek some assistance for him. Uh, my business is, uh, scents. I'm here to buy reagents for perfuming. And, uh, and she, you guys are kind of all clearly traveling together in a group, obviously with your veil literally wearing matching colors. Just kind of quite briefly motions to the rest of them. These are your employees, retainers? Yes, they're my, they're my uh, guards and uh, advisors. Very well. May he find help. Thank you. And without any further investigation, the group of you are quickly waved in through the guard post and into Catapesh proper. Well, that went surprisingly well. I did not have to even have to lie. It's amazing what a little bit of magic can do. Resume did all the lying. She literally <laughs> might not even be aware that he's disguised at this point. Yeah. Yep. Even like I think it's ones. all the unmemorable mantle. I'm like, oh, sneaky to people? <laughs> mantle. I was so good at this. <laughs> they didn't even look at me. That's very straightforward, actually. Normal. Resume just said, I'm here to spend money, and they let her right in. Yeah, it's not not a very thorough check. You guys don't have any, like, wagons or cargo with you, really? There's we nothing they have to expect. <laughs> you're, just, you're just a bunch of guys riding a camel, and then what looks to be a uh, clearly injured person. You like, you're, told, they're not trying to slow down the flow here. They're... You told a very good lie is technically true. So I know. That's the best lies are. You taught me that. Yes, we have lots of money to spend for the, him. So <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the now that we're in Katapesh, what's the first order of business? Probably, probably getting you guys uh, a bit of sleep, I should think. We need a place to go hide, find down. Oh. But first, I would how like, much time has it been uh, for you? So at this point, it's been probably been a day. Yeah, like twenty-four hours since you fought the Wendigo. We need to find 
So, need to find something to be able to put you to sleep, I, just in case. I know, actually, someone in Katapesh oh. that can help us get some information and probably some places to stay, because I have a home in every port. That is a downtime activity that's going to take eight hours. Yes. It is a thing that you can you can absolutely do trying to look up somebody that you know here, but it is not going to be an instant <coughs> solution. Yeah. It is going to be a little bit more time. And as the group of you discuss this coming through the gateways into Katapesh proper, the inside of the city, especially immediately inside the gate, is almost a madhouse. It is one of the most, it looks almost like a disaster. One of the most insane markets imaginable. Just the pure density of both travelers and merchants either hawking their wares from small stalls or literally uh, awnings, storefronts built out of the side of buildings, or just inside around their own coats. You see uh, men walking around selling jewelry, just literally layers upon layers of necklaces they have on their arms and around their own neck. Strange. Physically, <laughs> physically walking boy? around each... Uh, attempting to hawk their wares simply by being more aggressive and more assertive than their peers. Do any of them have exclamation points over their heads? None of them would have them visible that you would see. <laughs> Group no. coercion. Get yeah. out of our way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's not even as if there's really an intentional slowdown here. Again, just the throng of people become so dense, slowed down as it is by exports leaving, that are even the cursory checks they're doing at the gateways causes a bit of a backup here. And the inside of Katapesh is madness. Uh, it's an almost deafening cacophony of merchants hawking their various wares, people shouting across the top of each other, all, all kinds of near insanity taking place in here. It is also so incredibly diverse. The community in Katapesh is not in any way homogenous. There is no like home race here. Katapesh is host to literally anybody with the coin to come here to attempt to uh, make their deal. But the most important question is, is there lizard folk? It would be, I mean, there would, this would be one of the only places you would see other Eruxi. Uh, oh. You would be seeing a, a kind of a surprising amount of like Varus that you would see before, more gnolls more of those almost upright hyena dog folk. There would be people whose skin almost glowed uh, with a, a sort of outer, uh, outer worldly appearance. People with golden eyes. People who seem to be near smoldering. Uh, seem to be a flame. People of elemental races just openly around selling, buying, doing their business. <sighs> Tieflings, ASMR, fetchlings, everything of all kinds here. The, Everything is here in the market of Katapesh, and oh. nothing stands out because there is just so much sensory stimulus of mm -hmm. all kinds in here. Raz, we could actually find you a girlfriend here. There would be a little packs of Yusoki around. It would packs. like well, my main, packs. my main concern is if there's other lizard folks and he gets the munchies. He's fine. He's, He's just a little tired. Well, it's He's still, still fine. I ate plenty of food on the way. You just hand fine. him another troll ration. Your entire hand goes in his mouth. Oh. <laughs> you feel his like, big, sandpapery big lizard tongue <laughs> 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 your fingers. Not chewing, just ha 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 ha. 
<laughs> All right. Come along. Everyone stay close together. Let's go to try to find some place to bunker down for a little bit. Get and our trying to at least oversee some of this madness here would be a relatively impressive quantity of more of these guards. As you come into the marketplace here and are just almost overwhelmed by the sights, the sounds, the smells <clears throat> of various cooked meats, of perfumes, of all kinds of alchemical products and things of burning. Uh, these various all sorts of strange beings you've probably never seen before a lot of you ocular extremis uh throw a prying eye up in the air uh let's get a bird's eye view and see if i can't get a little bit of perspective on where we are fair enough uh throwing that up overhead you would see that this entryway in the northern end of catapesh here uh this street the main road kind of forks in two ways and forms a large loop uh, about two, three football fields across uh, that just circles around a massive market in the main northern gateway to Katapesh. Uh, of course, this is where most of the travelers and everyone's coming through are going to immediately arrive, those that came by land, uh, and it is only matched by the absolutely absurd distant shops of the port itself which is a madhouse stretching near the entire coast of the city, oh, well over a mile. But this here, this is tourist destination Uno, and it looks like it. Um, you can see around the area there are a huge variety of different taverns <coughs> and inns and places that you could possibly find to stay. Uh, but maybe a couple hundred feet past the entryway, uh, the initial throng of people here, it does thin out relatively considerably and become much more manageable. It's still busy, but it's like the main markets of Kentargo instead of, I can't move, please help me. <laughs> Fortunately, you are all astride camels here, and the size of your beasts does give you some bit of right of way here to the crowds, as nobody really wants to be trampled underfoot and are not going to intentionally uh, you know, put themselves in front of a... Right of way goes to gross tonnage. Yeah, a, a well-known, irritable creature. The camels are not known for anybody... When you think of camels, do you think a very friendly I, animal? No. I, I've ridden one, and I can tell you they stink. They like to spit on you. They make horrible noises, and they're really uncomfortable. <laughs> Nobody wants to be in front of the camels. Uh, and this is a, something that is also used by many of the merchants moving around as well, as they are astride or alongside uh, other camels or similar large beasts uh, just to kind of part the waters for them here. But you, as well as everybody else, as you put this up, would see, again, an impressive presence from the Katapesh Guard, and this almost outlandish, incredibly vibrant appearance of their armor and these brightly colored cloths becomes more apparent. Again, they can't possibly oversee everything that's happening here. There is just so much going on. But they're a clear, invisible presence. They're very distinctive. Uh, those that are facing away, the, their shields are similarly painted in these vibrant, bright colors uh, with the heraldry of Katapesh centered on the, uh, the main boss. But you can, even through all of this, see the guard presence. Those that are posted up just on various corners of the markets, on the corners of roads, those that are moving around in patrols of two or three men. And you would also notice, interestingly, that many of the patrols walking around are joined by some much larger creatures, much larger beings. Uh, not all of them, but several of them would have what looked to be 11 foot tall metal men. It doesn't 
look like a golem. Golems are like a contiguous thing. A golem is a statue that has been animated and given life. It and is they're uncommon. We're so. very they're familiar uncommon, with so, yeah, them. There's no way they'd have access to a ton of golems. Well, no, yeah. the Dryad <laughs> bought them all. There's not enough left over for the Catapesh Guard to just have golems. For anyone. But golems. these creatures... They, they don't appear to just be like a contiguous piece. Their elbows, their hips, uh, where their skull attaches their torso, there are like visible metal joints that actuate as they move. But these 11 foot tall, uh, seemingly brass and gold robots marching around with the patrols, uh, usually in pairs with trios of guards. You can see three sets of this just around this marketplace visible from the gate towering over most of the uh, business going on around the market itself. Hmm. Each of them almost seeming to run with not crackling sparks, not lightning, but a, like a smooth blue energy. It doesn't jump, but it moves. It almost flowing throughout their body and pulsing uh, as lights behind their eyes. Uh, and they walk, heads almost fixed forward on where they are going, uh, crowds, of course, moving out, but uh, but even then, only to, to give them enough of a berth to continue forward, joining the guards in their patrols. It seems that this is something they have access to a fairly decent number of these strange automatons. Mm. Mm. But looking around for anything here in the immediate vicinity of interest with your eye resume, and I'm sorry I'm front loading this with a ton of descriptions, but there is just so much going on in the Cataplash marketplace. Like, it's... It's a riot. It's a lot to describe. Uh, as it starts to thin out, around to the rightmost fork, you're coming in from the north, so turning to the west, you would see a group of people uh, dressed much more plainly than many of the garish and outlandish merchants, seeming uh, in addition to shouting over each other to hawk their wares, trying to out-compete just the appearance of wealth trying to sell their goods here to pull people in just by showing, wearing how profitable they are and how well-made their goods must be. Much plainer folk. Simple jerkins, some bandanas just around their heads. Uh, some with these wider turbans seemingly placed to keep the sun off of much more of their body. Uh, there is an interesting divide between those who choose to wear very little in the desert sun and those who are, again, just bundled up almost like the gnomes you saw in the sandstorm just trying to stop the sun itself from touching any of their exposed skin. But they're in a little crowd around a uh, platform which doesn't look like anything is being sold. It doesn't look like it's a sale of any kind. It looks like it's a proclaimer, someone announcing a very young girl with a couple of a couple more of these brightly colored town guards, uh, co of course, posted up at the corners of the platform, raised up on this stage, maybe a few feet above the ground, speaking out to these common folk. And it's interesting both because the size of the crowd here and how, how uniform it is and how sort of detached it seems from everything else that is going on. Uh, there's still people, of course, passing by on the roads behind this and pushing their way around this smaller gathering, but they don't seem to have any interest in what this what this is. It doesn't seem like it's a, a general town crier of any type, or it would be sorts of all kinds of sorts listening for useful useful news or information or directions. Hmm. That's interesting. She must have something fairly interesting, but very specific to say. As you're saying where, where the nearest Dinan is, because otherwise, I don't know if it's particularly useful. 
Um, so what I'm looking for is I'm not looking for a super touristy inn. I'm looking for someplace comfortable, out of the way, that maybe even caters to, like, local businessmen or people with known business here, like, on a regular basis. So the further you get from the main gate, the less frantic everything becomes. If you go left out to the east, most of the roads there spiral down to the ports. Uh, and as it passes through, uh, with your flying eye, you can see there are, like, several concentric bits of walls where the city clearly has expanded over time and they've just built newer, larger walls outside the new girth of the city of Katapesh. Uh, one of those divides is not very far off to the east, uh, but that spills out into warehouses and residences. Uh, around to the west and more down to the south, this kind of loops around and leads to a large oasis set maybe uh, a half mile out from this gate which still looks like it is an area of inns and shops, but one that is far less frantic and far less in immediately tourist-facing. Let's that go that there. way. Money is obviously not a problem. Right, you're not looking for, like, poor lodging. You're no. looking for not this crap. Exactly. <laughs> we got to walk past all the bait to get the reasonable business. Uh, so the group of you, assuming we're all following Resman or Campbell's here, continue to work around uh, passing by some of these guard patrols with their massive automatons, which... Surprisingly, make seemingly very little noise as they move, save for the heavy footsteps that would, over the crowds, even barely be audible as you move right past them. There is no whirring, there is no clanking, they simply are. Can I get, like, a, a crafting check to kind of figure out what they're made of or what they are? Yeah, um, give me, yeah, give me a crafting check. Don't suppose it's alchemy, is it? Um, nah, I mean, it's, no, it doesn't look like Okay, it's, that's fine. Yeah, Can I also? What? Can I also? Yeah, if you stupefied force, I mean, go for it. Exactly. Well, I had to roll yours. What's your modifier? You can critically fail, sir. 17. Is that with the minus four? Mm-hmm. You have 20. Oh, I guess you have 21 crafting. Yeah, you, you yeah actually, I'm a you master. Are, you are a real crafter boy. You real boy. 32. Oh, you're making it for me. Well, I'm making his, because you, can, you can't critically fail. So I, I mean, I can. He's no... not an... It will, is, would he be a magic item? Is that the only thing you can't critically fail is magic items? I thought it was any identification. Oh, well, then I'll, I'll roll yours, too, then. Uh, Trishik, you... Give this a stupefied four you, twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a regular failure. You know it's a regular failure, because you just, like, you got no idea. Like, this thing looks crazy to you. These strange, like, blue lights of this energy that seemingly is kind of running down almost flowing out from, uh, from the center of this. From As you get closer, you can see there is, like, a... Uh, a gemstone, but not really a gemstone, a crystal, I suppose. Almost like a small, just squared glass chamber set into their chest. That seems to be the source of this flowing blue energy. It's like lit up water. As far as he's concerned, it's just a dude in armor. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it's a real big dude in armor. It looks like, honestly, it very well could be. Uh, the thing... Not gonna lie, Trushik wants to take one of those gems now. I want that. <laughs> it's shiny. So, and it's blue. What is your modifier? Uh, plus 27. Plus 27. Yeah, it seems actually reasonable for this level, I suppose. I also have an item that gives me plus two. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's reasonable for this point. Looking over this thing, these constructs seem to be mostly brass. 
uh, in their construction, but that seems to just form almost a case. Most of the things construction, most of the things makeup is just a body that is being actuated by this crystal in the center of it. Like, if anything, that's almost the whole creature itself more than it is just like a power source or a battery. It is just animating the rest of this thing. Uh, what that energy source is uh, without casting magic on the things, which probably doesn't strike you as a fantastic idea. I have no desire to draw that kind of attention you to us. You are not immediately... You're not immediately clear of, really. It was more idle curiosity than anything yeah, else. Yeah, but, uh, but it does seem... Like, Trushik's possibly like going to try and steal one of those. Well, like, that thing, thing is... It's not, like, something that would just come out. It is, like, the... That will not stop the attempt. <laughs> the primary construction, uh, the primary piece of the entire creature itself, and whatever this source is, interestingly enough, you don't... You don't even really see how the energy in it really diffuses through the rest of the creature. It, or the rest of the machine, or the rest of whatever it is. And honestly, looking at it, you're not positive if this is a machine or an enchanted creature somewhat akin to a golem or what exactly it is. It is certainly a strange, strange creation. Can I make a recall knowledge check on it? You can't make an exploration activity, but you can do the action recall knowledge. Yeah, yeah actively, you can absolutely just, do that. actively just recall knowledge. I've been here before. Were these here last time I was here? It's been a long time since Dude, I was here. Dude, those are right. Give me a cultism. Cultism? You want to roll it? I'm going to roll it. What's your modifier? 28. I mean, give me a modifier, sorry. 28. Don't you mean Arcana? No. Um, and you you are... You're literally from Catafesh, aren't you? I'm from the... Yeah. These things are, are common enough here. You would know that these are called alums, and what exactly they are you're maybe not clear on the entire specifics of but you know that this strange reliquary in the center of their chest is a soul crystal um they are almost a container they are powered by a soul that you are unclear on exactly how these are sourced or where they came from uh but you also know that they are not as completely autonomous as they seem and that uh, each of these has a matching charm which the uh, the Katapeshi guard carry the Zephyr guard you would know that looks almost like a small brass cross with a similar small blue crystal in the head of it uh, that is used to directly control and command the Illums and that they are generally bound one-to-one. -one. Each of these controllers is bound to a single alum, so you couldn't, like, steal one and command all of the robots in the city. I could steal all of them and Cage. command all of the robots Cage in the city. Cage-free souls. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Raz, for that. Volunteers, we promise. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they're soul robots. That's a thing that exists in Catapash. Oh, Raz. You're so adorable when you say things that don't make any sense. <laughs> Am I not make Absolutely a thing nobody would believe coming from you, I'm sure. I believe it. I fully believe it. Oh, you're also stupefied. I mean, yeah. so far in the past day, I've been 100% correct. So, <laughs> really? I mean, today. Yeah. So you're overdue for some Today's time. been a good day for me. Come on, I earned this one. Technically speaking, we right. do not know if you were correct about the Windigo. 
It was a Wendigo, wasn't it? It was. We do not know if I will become one. I mean, honestly, well, we have to work for that. That but... one I've actually heard of vaguely. We can, so... we can, we can wait. We can wait and find out. I don't know about the specifics. Guys, uh, I'm gonna need your help for this. I think. What? Going to sleep? No, no. I need. It's gonna take some long prayer to Milani to maybe I, if we can try to work on a on a way to break this. The scrolls I had are not strong enough, but I think I can get stronger. But... I could I could sing you a song. Would it help? Well, to put you to sleep. Marshall's what? just heading Wait. to the closest what, tavern. What scroll <laughs> do we need for the the problem? I don't know if it's possible to find them anymore, but I think strong enough. If Milani continues to support me the way she's been, um, I think we can do it. So as you're uh, as you're traveling here, you're, you've made your way out of the densest part of the marketplace here, and this this road again, it's winding on the west side here, is kind of going past, and all of you would see uh, that setup that uh, Resme had seen overhead, and you would see uh, a younger woman, maybe like in her early twenties. That, that honestly perhaps looks more out of place here than anybody else. Someone very, she's pretty, but very plain looking, right? Bright blue eyes and similarly bright blonde hair uh, with a pretty simple green dress that she has on. That she's uh, There's no bundling, um, dressed like she would be in, a, well, back in Isker or back in Ravenel, back in Kintargo even. It's... It looks almost a little out of place. And the crowd that she is speaking to is a group of men and women that all look like they clearly work fairly hard labor. And out in the sun, day in and day out, all of them are fairly well built and very well tanned. Uh, and through a bit of where their bandanas slip or their sleeves flap, those that choose to not bundle entirely, you can see the just the starkest contrast. The farmer's is tan <clears> that anyone has ever had. The desert edition of the farmer's tan, which I imagine is just that, but on, on extreme mode. Mm -hmm. The deserter's tan. And she is... <laughs> <laughs> she, Superside four. She appears to be uh, presenting to this group some you're not positive if it's an apology or like an offer of of some kind because she's clearly discussing uh problems that they have been having uh and as you get close enough to kind of hear her again you're out of the primary markets there is not as, as much screaming merchants over the top of each other trying to hawk their wares the girl is surprisingly soft-spoken and doing her best to kind of speak up to this crowd of maybe two dozen various collected common folk and it's something that we've, uh, we're aware of. We don't know yet. None of our investigations have found any reason to believe that this is an event that will recur. But the protection you've been promised by the Scarlet Triad is as it always has been. The roads out in the desert sometimes present unique challenges. Those that come and go like passing sand on the wind. Our best efforts have been focused, of course, on trying to find the source of this, but though it was a gruesome occurrence, it is a single one. None of the protection the Triad had afforded returned either. Um, this would all sound like, of course, I mean, it sounds reasonable. People try, common folk trying to travel literally anywhere in Galarian are going to sometimes <laughs> get bar guests that are whatever. 
Suddenly, purple worm. They got Wendigoed. Wendigoed. Wendigoed, purple worm, or insert. Not doesn't sound wrong. Insert wild horror here. Like it happens. She's talking a whole lot of Scarlet Triad, this and that. And she does appear to be talking to these folk about uh, protection the Scarlet Triad is affording them as they uh, travel outside the city, bringing their goods or wares or she got any manacles on her belt whatever it is they do does she, she does she not know clearly she has no visible symbol she has no visible manacles or anything on her um neither do any of the men and women around the platform at all but notably that's a bit of a bury the lead here that's mirabelle raz immediately hops down and pushes his elbows his little way to the crowd you get a closer look. Mira? Mira? Mira. And as you, you kind of, you all see Reyes kind of hop no off. no idea. Pushing his way up through this crowd of beleaguered commoners here. And uh, before you can get up to the stage where your adopted daughter is speaking, uh, of course, there are a couple of guards down at the bottom. As you kind of make your way up here, very clearly pushing sort of forward, one of the guards just kind of like steps over and just puts a hand out. Uh-huh. You can hear her fine. That's close enough. I look at the guard. And I wish I had intimidate. <laughs> uh, I'm not trained in that. Uh, can you can you please move aside? That's my that's my daughter. Right. I, it, <laughs> look, uh, I don't know if you're new here or, or whatever, but just go ahead and step back. You can hear and see whatever you need from the crowd. Are you even with the farmers union? Farmers? No, 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 no. I'm rash. And just, she hasn't noticed this really. I mean, there's getting like a crowd of two dozen people. She's, she's just kind of looking across the crowd. Uh, but uh, but at this point, she looks down and notices you, and you see her eyes kind of like double take for a moment. And she's speaking. And we, we, our offers, sorry, our offers of protection have not changed. Uh, the situation is always has, and the triad is dedicated as always to protecting the good farmers' union as your crop is the lifeblood of Carapesh. Just listening to her speak, just mean glaring this guard, and what I'm going to look over to the rest doing? and try to motion <clears throat> them over. Um, watching. Pretty much watching. Um, I'll kind of ride over, and I'll sort of, under my breath, say, Raz, you're veiled. Unveil me. So your veil doesn't change his race, right? He's still no, it changes he, everything. Oh, so he he's is not, even not no, he's anymore. not. He's just like a little halfling or something. Yeah. Yep. So I guess she wouldn't. That's she would have noticed. There's like a weird little disturbance. It still kind of like catches her eye, but not anything major. Unveil me. So How long does veil last? I thought it was like ten minutes. Uh, veil lasts an hour. Give me a minute. I kind of assumed that would have worn off by now. Give me a minute. It I'm may have. Mark that guard for death just in case <laughs> something goes wrong. It's an hour. It's an hour. Okay, you would still be veiled then. You would absolutely still be veiled. My mistake. Uh, but make me a perception check. Trishik and uh, well, if he fails resume also, because you are seeking. You've got minus four from your stupefied here. Special lizard eyes. Uh, 26. Woo. Roll the four. Anyone also roll one? Roll to zero. <laughs> it's gonna be. Is it sight based? Yes. Uh, twenty nine. Um, so both of you, as you just kind of look, you see that Raz is obviously very subsumed in this. He's very distracted and very adamant here. 
Um, and it would almost be easy to lose track of him if it weren't for the house colors as part of your veil in the crowd here. Also, some of the guards back behind the stand. One of them is dressed a little bit more differently. He's got a bit of a breastplate. He's still got the brightly colored things uh, on and around, but it doesn't seem to be quite the same as what most of the Zephyr Guard are wearing. He has a yellow robe drawn about across his breastplate and a much darker, like almost navy scarf and matching turban with a white feather stuck uh, on top of it, atop his head. He is a Kalashite man, like most of the guard, and still the majority of the people here would be, as they're the native peoples of the Katapesh area, with a very well-kept, quite neatly trimmed, simple beard and mustache. And aside from that bit of his face, like many of the rest here, he is almost entirely covered beyond that. He does seem to be equipped similarly to the guards, minus the shield. Uh, His scimitar set with a pair of daggers almost in a vertical rack on one side of his hip. And as he sees this little commotion up at the front, uh, you see him turn to one of the guards at the back and say something and motion to Rez. Uh, Society check to kind of get a sense of like what he thinks his position in all of this is. Uh, You can tell that he's just, as far as it appears to you, it just looks like he sees there is a disturbance here. He's just like, yeah, I might have a problem. Raz, get back here. That's Miravel. I know. We can deal with it in a minute. I'm saying this in a Ruxy, by the way. In <laughs> a Ruxy. Because I figure that's the language the least likely that everyone speaks, and she knows you two speak it. And as she's, as she's still speaking out, a couple people in the crowd, the, the crowd does not seem to be terribly pleased with Miravel's presentation here. Uh, there are some grumbles. A couple of people calling out concerns. Um, just They seem to be worried and afraid. But one person, as you were still talking to Rez, and kind of her voice sort of just becoming background noise as the, con- uh, the content of it doesn't seem to be incredibly relevant to you. One of the farmers not too far from the group you uh, calls out, for all this coin, entire shipments disappearing. They've done nothing for us. Why do we need the Triad's protection? And, uh, she turns her focus back kind of towards the same direction as where most of you are. And so Roshin, or yeah, Roshin, Marshall, Shashik, what are you guys doing here? Well, are you still on your camels or are you coming up? At this point, noticing that a guard is making a move and something is changing, I would imagine with how tall I am, I probably look like an Ulfin. Well, you're on a camel. So. No, but like my disguise from the I thought the you were hiding. Yeah. You look yeah, like yeah, but you don't when look people like when people see me, oh, I'm gonna because I'm I'm you got your tall as hell. mantle and everything. Yeah, yeah, you're like a huge Viking dude. Yeah, so big old elephant probably. I'm gonna walk on over through the people right up beside the guard and Raz, who I, I assume is a halfling or something, and uh, just going to pick him up and apologize to the guard. Eh, sorry, we have been in the desert for uh, many days. He is a bit delirious. I will take him and just <laughs> walk away. I- Going to try to fight that. <laughs> I, I have to. Well, I have to make the athletics check to pick him up. Yeah, if he's gonna resist, yeah, he's not just gonna let you yeah. take him here. I'm just sitting on my camel with a kebab in one hand and a thing he's, of ale in the other. He's just grabbing some food and drink for the various traveling merchants uh, in this main square. Marshall has just, priorities. Well, yeah, too. All right, he grabbed me. <laughs> just, so you grab gonna... him. You can't pick him up because he's resisting. But you you grab him so like he can't push any further. He yeah, can't but we're wearing the anywhere. same. Colors right, and like, you are clearly together I'm, in this veil. Just, uh, sorry, he's a bit delirious. Heat stroke. I'm, I'm not delirious. And the guard just kind of nods. 
Well, if none of the places in the entry market caught your fancy, down near the Golden Oasis, there's plenty of places with open room and board. Thank you. You can find him a drink and a cool bed. I appreciate it. And, and a Roxy to you. We do not have time to deal with this. We can find her again later. I have marked her. I will always recognize her. Yeah, Please. so will I. We this is a big city. We yes. found her. It's a needle in a haystack. We will find her again. We have to leave. And as the two of you were talking, uh, you're at the, at the front edge of the crowd here because, I mean, Rez, as soon as this came to view, obviously, is immediately recognized. Not like he had to walk halfway past and be like, wait a second, that's my daughter. Like, he instantly recognized her. Mm -hmm. um, so you're at the edge of this group of concerned farmers near, like, the rest of the regular business. It's just kind of going around uh, a market stall selling some of the farmers' various crops and goods immediately on the side of this as well. And uh, so you're surrounded by people. What's Catafesh? There's people nearby. You're in the main street still in the front end of the city. Both of you, Trishik and Rez, would see a, a figure that's just sort of right outside the crowd from you. Dressed in much plainer, dark purples and blues, or their entire body obscured, including a large hood drawn up, like drooping over their head, which is not uncommon here. Many of the people, of course, want to shade their faces as well. Uh, many of them elect for the turbans, but a lot of them also have these traveling hoods. The sun is extremely bright and hot. The sun is a deadly laser. Uh, but reaches up with two gloved hands and puts kind of one out towards each of your shoulders. And the bright sun here and the shade coming down from the hood obscures most of the facial features of this person. But as they speak, it's a, clearly a female voice. And you can see that they seem to be wearing a set of a pretty wide red spectacles. Like, surprisingly kind of vividly red. The, the, the lenses themselves glinting almost a ruby color with what little sun still reaches her face. Don't do anything rash. This is not the place. Is this said in a Roxy? Uh, this is said in common. Okay. Well then, back to that. Exactly. I would like to be leaving now, talking back to you. Come along. I, I would like to get someplace cool, and you're holding me up. Christine's just, just on a camel. trying to see how she can fit an eclipse burst into this square. A lot of farmers are going to die. I mean, I'm next to Roshi and I'm like, come on. Where did you get this? Whoever this woman it's is. It's over there. It's Lab. She almost like, kind of gently pats this glove down and rides your shoulder. If you need a place to go, I would invite you to join me. You have no reason to trust, but I am a friend. Oh, well, in that case. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> Try there on the tin. Who the heck are you? And uh, she kind of looks up uh, towards your direction. And as she raises her head, you can see her, uh, a little bit of the lower half of her face and her neck. Her skin appears to be like an almost pallid green and scaled. Not terribly unlike Trishik, but her face is, uh, at least the lower part of her face, is much more human than his Ruxy kind of Lizard. snoot <laughs> he has going on. The snoots. And you see the edge of her hood actually kind of move a little bit, seemingly on its own, like something pushes it from underneath. And she has the one hand on her eyes and takes the hand from Trishik and pushes something back up in her hood. But kneeling down to Rez's height here, 
face. I have no love for the Triad either, and I would help you see them brought low for this. But you have to trust me, or I can't help any of you. Pershing's gonna stare at her and try to see where, what kind of feeling she gets off of her. <clears throat> what kind of vibes am I getting from this person? And she seems like very, in Catapesh, again, everyone blends in. She would be the almost like comically mysterious stranger in the corner of the tavern, bundled up, smoking a pipe in the shadows in any other city. But here mm. in the bright sunlight of Catapesh, she's not even that out of place, but she has very explicitly taken pains to conceal herself here, to give almost nothing. She is dressed well, it's not extravagantly richly, but finely enough. Um, none of her clothes, these uh, swathing, a sash of this, again, royal purple drawn around her, and this the deeper blue gown that she has on. The sleeves trailing pretty loosely all the way down to gloves and a near-matching color is, is well-made. So, Roby McMystery. Roby Mystery Lady yeah. gives near nothing really to go on. Um, but, like, do I get, like, a sense of, like, she's, she's running a scam? Like, she literally just walked up to us in the middle of the street, and... I, I, I don't know. I, I, you can't really see where she came from. Because, I mean, there's so many people here that, the, no, again, there's nobody super notable. And there are people who stand out dramatically more than she does. There are plenty of people throughout this market that are large-sized. Mm. There are people matching the size of these Alu Matamatons marching around. Um, there is one very notable, looking almost like a Goron. Giant, rounded, like a burnt orange almost bright red in the face and features huge hulking man who's like bent over a stall looking at spices. Like there's so much crazy crap here. You can't track all these people. Right. And she was a nothing on your radar until she made contact. Right. Hmm. But you don't get, make me, I guess you made me a perception check. Sure. To sense motive here. That works. Uh, As you roll that Raz. Sam Fox ten a hero point for finding your daughter and to help you find her again. Thirty one. Okay. With thirty one, you don't get her words are safe. She's not giving much away other mm -hmm. than please come with me, I want to help you. And you don't get any express reason to distrust her beyond the, you know, nature of the entire situation. It would be good. I'm going to look up a she promise? It is what I do. Fine, one second. He's going to walk away, go back into the crowd. He's going to pull out his book, um, Mira's workbook, rip out a page, fold it up really tight, and give it to Mataz. And Mataz is going to run off and try to either wait for her to walk off stage and meet up with Mira. Yeah, guards aren't going to stop a rat, really. Yeah, if he rackets so, under the stage, rackets under the stage. So that's just like... parting ways with Mataz. Squeak. Mataz is now empty seat bait. <laughs> Notably, I will mark Mira for death, not because <laughs> I will be using it on her, but I always <laughs> recognize my <laughs> <laughs> um, So If she's disguised or glamoured or anything, you would still know it was And if this though. is not her and we find the real her, I'll immediately know the difference. Fair. See, really, this is like if Michael Myers was a good guy. <laughs> exactly. He's like a serial killer powers for good. Yep. Michael Myers investigated. Good, good, <laughs> good alignment is slowly shifting. And uh, 
Oh, I mean, this, if it turns out not to be her, they're absolutely dead, whoever this hand, is. This hand this woman has on your shoulder, it's, she's not holding you or anything. I mean, she doesn't make any attempts to prevent you from stepping away, but she's still there, um, you, now folding her hands in front of her. You say you know uh, of a good end? There uh, is a parlor of my own not far from here. Well, if it's a nice place to stay and it's away from all of this, well then, my retinue and I would care to join you. It would be a safe place to rest. Uh, then by all means, uh, let's venture forth. I hope they have good drinks. And you see her, uh, her face kind of smile a little bit. I had hoped that you would see the wisdom in this resume. Uh, you are still veiled. Yep. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think a conversation between us could be a good time for everyone. Then please. And uh, just kind of gestures to Roshin and Marshall up on the camels. Uh, to whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? Zaytir. Zaytir Matrid. But proper introductions can wait until we are somewhere less public. Okay, you have very sibilant S's. Such is my curse, I'm afraid. Want to trade? Oh, you're... <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid not. <laughs> Please. And she, uh, from this gesture, would turn and uh, strike out, not further down towards the oasis, but west. Uh, down a side road that leads out from the main thoroughfare, heading throughout Catapesh and into a, uh, a far less populated area of the city. Shini, stay behind me a little and look after Raz. I've got a lot of work after right now, but I'll make it happen. I do not worry. I will not let little worries out of my sight. I like this rat. He's fun to pet. Yeah, he is. They got like a Doctor Evil thing going on now. I just sit here and pat Matez behind the GN screen while I decide what horrible stuff in her doodle. You just gotta do yeah. the, you gotta do the painty yeah. thing. Anyways, Matez is evil now. He has a gun. <laughs> 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 no, like five people are gonna get that reference in bed. But they're my anyway. heroes. <laughs> are you going with this woman? Because she is going, and if you yep. follow her, you don't. We're I mean, following her. Might if she's well. She's promising food and booze. Marshall is in. She will lead you down these side paths um, just a few hundred feet away from the main road to where the, the main markets have given way to... Uh, He's staying with the rat. Some <laughs> I guess he can just sit on a building. Yeah, yeah he, he's keeping watch. an eye on Matez. He's the, he's the getaway driver. Yeah. Call! <laughs> <laughs> because he can share impressions with me. Oh, that's fair. Or, you know, um, he just might take the opportunity. This is my moment. <laughs> this is my moment. I'll have no reason to doubt me. Sure. Oh, I lost it. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. On him. Suddenly, tail back to quite the impression of a full stomach. I hate you. Should we take you down to some more private businesses, some smaller fronts possibly used for distribution, storage, a couple of little homes on the back end here, and some more tucked away little restaurants and stalls. Uh, to a fairly plain-looking building, uh, not too far away from the western wall of Catapesh, and within sight of the southern wall dividing this area from the section that holds the Golden Oasis and the simpler, uh, more less chaotic markets. Uh, 
a simple but fairly large building uh, flanked on the front corners and around the front entrance with some interesting, uh, interestingly ornately carved pillars. Uh, it's a design of many of the buildings here that is far different from the architecture and places you come from. Shying from the thatched slanted or the flat roofs, many things here are almost bulbous and domed, a lot more rounded shapes, especially on top with these domes peaked with various spires. Uh, this parlor, as she said she leads you to, appears to be a fairly impressive estate because still on the front end of Katapesh, we are very much not in the poor section of the city. It's quieter. It's farther away from the main thoroughfare, but again, these private businesses, these larger facilities, these storages, there's still a lot of money behind them, and this building she leads you to is no exception. And she ascends a couple of rounded steps to a front door uh, set around with a rim of squared windows above it into either side, where the sun illuminates a fairly well-appointed but uh, some similarly simplistic entryway. Although this building, again, transplanted to any other city, would just drip with extravagance and splendor. Here, it looks like it is just enough to blend in with its surroundings and to really not stand out in any way. It's rich enough, it's well-appointed enough to just be here, and you would not have, you would not ask any questions about this had you just walked past it on your own. It's understated by comparison. Exactly. And she opens the front door, uh, simply leaving it open for the group of you as she heads inside herself rather than welcoming the group of you in, uh, but stops a few steps past the threshold and turns back around. Uh, there is a small stable around the northern side if you wish to post your mounts, but That's probably please. good. They don't do well in drawing rooms. Please don't leave the door open too long. And All she right. heads inside. Um, should we go put the camels up? All right. Um, we'll go stable the camels. Posting your camels and then heading around to the front door and going in. This entryway uh, leads to a uh, traditional sitting parlor here uh, with a <coughs> few simple tables uh, some and various brightly colored, overstuffed, upholstered couches, sofas, and chairs set around with various footrests, ottomans, and stools. You could seat a dozen people in here fairly comfortably. Before I close it, detect magic on the door because I don't feel like getting caught in a trap today if I don't have to. I mean, uh, is she, as you come in, would be preparing a couple of things on the largest of the, the tables here in front of one of the main divans. Uh, so you'd be, she'd be very much in range of just hearing and seeing you casting this. That's fine. I mean, you throw out the tech magic. She knows quick. who I am, and she knows what I do. You would ping a, a few light auras around some various things in the room. Uh, okay. The door itself would appear would appear to be enchanted, yes. Uh, but as you cast the spell, it is wise not to walk into such a situation blind, and I don't blame you at all. But the enchantments you will find on the door are not a trap or designed to keep you here so much as to keep prying eyes out. Simple locks rarely do in Katapesh. Hmm. It, do, does it look like that to me, and just you, taking a look you, at if it? If you take a moment here to stay back yep. and wave through the auras of this, it does seem like the lock itself is enchanted to be difficult to physically destroy or to force. Um, uh, and the door itself, as, uh, the door itself as well as the windows around it, have a few simple words. The windows and aura of illusion 
that seems like they uh, will react differently in different situations of lighting. Uh, it may the entryway is much less bright than it possibly should be under the like 1 p.m. Catapesh sun. The door itself is similarly warded against simply being kicked off of its hinges, but you don't see anything else across it. It's wise to take such precautions. Uh, trust but verify. Of course. And uh, she has a box set on the table here. Uh, a box that seems to be made of bronze and is maybe about a foot wide and four inches tall and maybe six inches deep uh, with a latched lid on top that you can see as she puts it down on a, a silver platter to rest uh, already condensation forming around the feet of the box and around the lid itself. Uh, and with that, she leaves that on the table and then heads back further into the house to a different room to gather more things, apparently. If there's cold, fresh fruit in there, I'll kiss you. <laughs> you hear a small chuckle from the back as she comes back out with uh, a, a stack of a few small, rounded, palm-sized stone bowls uh, in each hand and tucked between two of her fingers a uh, bundle of a bunch of clean, uh, again, ornate enough, silvered spoons and place them on the table. It is something of a Catapeshi delicacy, actually. Something I find myself very much enamored with. Uh, it's a frozen cream. And uh, she undoes the latch of the top of this and opens it up. And there's a little bit of a roll of a cold mist out of it. It is literally ice cream. She has a, she has a box of bright red ice cream packed in here. Oh my god. Um, and she takes one of the uh, one of the small spoons and just starts you can see there's already a pretty large portion of this missing. <laughs> Start spooning out an amount of it into each of the bowls and just placing them around the table. Of course, if you do not trust enough, if you fear any kind of poisons or whatever, and she puts her hand up again and pushes back into the hood as you see it kind of folds a bit. Um, uh, don't worry. Uh, if Trishik hasn't killed us by accident yet, no one will. Marshall heads out the bowl, which is already likely. More place! <laughs> Just <laughs> scoops out another one. She's giving you like a palm size, like decent yeah. scoop of this. I imagine uh, very, it's extremely like expensive. A strong strawberry flavor to this frozen custard here, which would begin. I imagine ice cream is something mm. probably nobody has ever had uh, here in this party. No, it is she's not really sure what to make of this. Very well, difficult to. Machine, it's so good. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. And it actually has small strawberry seeds just kind of throughout the mass of the thing itself. Just a little bit of these these tiny blips of texture in the otherwise smooth cream. No Come artificial on. flavoring. No artificial Real flavoring. strawberry flavoring. Come on, open your mouth. I promise her she is really good. And she's in here, still has her hood up and everything. Uh, there's a, a oh, fairly nice. wide- I know, right? <laughs> handleless rounded, almost vase-like pitcher of water in the center of table on a platter set around with a few crystal glasses as well. It seems like it was already there when she came in. Uh, I guess you were expecting us the right amount of glasses. But as she puts uh, these on the table and you speak, she lowers her hood. And uh, as she does, a barrage of snakes weave out in basically every direction. As you can see that she is very clearly a Medusa. She has a uh, gold and silvered, almost tiara just set high up on her forehead 
It seems like it's almost just containing a lot of these snakes mm -hmm. more back away from her face. And as the hood is removed and they're given a lot more freedom to just kind of move around and weave as they will, uh, they expand to take up a lot more area almost immediately. Huh. I like it's, making well, IRL exotic. knowledge checks and realizing what a thing is. The gland that you had seen of her uh, of the glasses here now revealed that she's got thin gold rims up, uh, 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 around some bright red lenses that are literally multifaceted. You can see them cut almost like looking top down on a traditional gemstone with an octagonal set in the middle and then various panels uh, sloping down towards the uh, the frame of the glasses on either end. Sure, it's, why not? It's it's all right. Uh, that's exactly what I look like when I don't do my hair or my makeup in the morning. So, who and what exactly are you? My name is Zater Matrida. And I believe you will be hard-pressed to find many friends in Katapesh that share your sympathies against the Scarlet Triad. But I would like to render what aid I can. If there are any in this city who wish to see them fall as badly as you do, it is I. Okay. Well, then how do you know about us? We've actually been going through rather great pains to make sure that no information trickles back up this way, if you know what I mean. I don't think we did it on purpose. Much of what your attempts have been to cover your tracks have been as simplistic as this guise you wear now. Sure, you look individually as different folk, but collective you are quite conspicuous to one familiar with your undertakings and your journeys. And that would be you then, I suppose. I... I have sought friends. Allies, perhaps, of convenience, admittedly, who would aid me against the Scarlet Triad. And I have heard stories from Kintargo. Stories from Dwarven Kingdoms, even. How did Where's the gnome? Where? Uh, Roshin has him. I assume you would have brought him. Right, yeah, Roshin, it's, he's been but, in one of her arms. I know, I literally was going to But this is one more than I expected among your number. Yeah, we um, had a little bit of a run-in with a Wendigo, and uh, we have some, uh, what is it called, cleanup to do. Poor unfortunate. He needs some aid. I fear it's beyond lost, uh, Me too. Yes, so. uh, they went for a bit of a ride, I'm afraid. I'll admit I'm unfamiliar with uh, whatever Wendigo is. That's fortunate, actually. I wish I didn't know what it was, but oh. uh, let's just say they're cursed. They don't make their home around the desert. More importantly, what is the Scarlet Triad doing here in the city? Why do they have Mira talking for them as a mouthpiece? She just kind of puts her hands up. That's... I cannot... No, not simply, anyway. That is a broad question, you ask. And uh, again, you see one of the snakes on the back of her head just kind of like worm its way up almost the front of her chin and she reaches again to like push it back. That is so And you can see now this is clearly what she's been doing is shoving the snake that this really wants to be snake. like, this one snake <laughs> that really would like to just be in her mouth. Kiss. Out of the way. <laughs> and Man, what are you talking about, babe? And it's just something she does almost like just naturally. She's mm -hmm. done it 20 billion times in her life to push this thing out of the way. 
Well, surely you're not in this by yourself now. Uh, after all, this place seems fairly well appointed. Uh, I imagine it'd be possible for you to build it entirely yourself, but... I make a fine enough living in the city as it is. And true, I have contacts and associates, but I feel well as you fortunately were trusting enough to come here, you understand that we do not know each other. I wish to aid you for reasons my own. They are personal. And though I have associates that may be of use, this battle is not theirs. Huh. Who... Who did the triad hurt that you love? It doesn't matter. On the contrary, it very much does. If you want us to trust you, you're going to have to give us at least that. That is fair. I suppose. I don't want your deepest, darkest secrets. I just want your motivation. Your storied journeys must at least draw more into truth than I had dared to hope, given your, well, just kind of gestures at herself, lack of protestation. You understand why I must take uh, some efforts to obscure myself in public. It seems in Katapesh more people would would, would be the only place where no one would care what your hair looked like. Uh, There is a line, perhaps. And I think snakes at eye level meandering towards you is where many draw it. We sleep with a rat. That's, That's very rude. I mean, I love you. You're very warm and snuggly. They have seen me do some very interesting things and do not have a problem with me. It's more like we're not... What's the word? We're not prejudiced. I mean, they tolerate me. She reaches out and closes the lid on this big metal trunk of ice cream here. Oh. And uh, latches it back up. Just grabbing it by the handfuls. (laughs) So... The Scarlet Triad... I suppose my dispute is less with their organization as a whole and more with Etrix Triegel, their leader. Oh. We've heard of him before, haven't we? Yes, uh, he's um, the only one of their leaders, I believe, we've left alive thus far. We're working on it. Nothing so storybook as he slew my betrothed or stole my child, as your case may be. Which reminds me, I cast Nightmare on him. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk. But there are many ways one can make an enemy besides direct measures against one you love. He has... He has made my life particularly difficult on many occasions. At first I thought perhaps these were just conflicts of business, perhaps coincidence. But I think for some reason he has something personal in it. Against me or against my kind, I honestly can't be certain or I cared to learn. Well, had you ever considered that maybe he liked you and he was trying to get your attention? Sometimes guys do that. 
You sure hey. one of your snakes didn't go and like take a nip at him one time when he was a bit too close? And literally, as you're saying this, this, this snake again is like up almost at the corner of her mouth, and she reaches up and literally misses at it as she pushes it, pushes it back. I apologize. Trust it is as much a distraction for me as it is any of you. But <laughs> there are many stories I could tell of Treagle and his intervention and the problems he has gone out of his way to cause for me. You would not believe how close I was to being put down like a common beast by a group of traveling adventurers. He had paid good coin to slay the succubus roaming the streets. That seems very extreme. Religion check? Succubus? <laughs> With her? I mean, I guess it's, I mean, make, you can make me a religion check. I think a succubus at this point is low enough level Arcana? that it's kind of a hand wave here. Yeah, But like, enough. you would, you would certainly know that I, like those are demons and uh, they're not typically like they're their point is to appear as very traditional, incredibly attractive figures. Not so much. Not this. Yeah. <laughs> Though they do have a pretty good amount of control over their appearance, taking these human guys, as you suppose, it's not impossible. You never considered that a succubus want to look like a freakish monster. I mean, she seems like to have the opposite of direct control over her appearance. Her <laughs> hair kind of does whatever it seems to want. The perfect disguise for a succubus. No one would ever expect found. it. <laughs> but like it's, but you can. There's no reason why this would uh, be a thing. And besides, <clears throat> any dangers that my physical form poses, I have gone to great length and great expense to meet her as well as I can. What is All your right. business? Yes, actually, what line of work would you possibly be in that Etrix Triegel would be causing you problems with it? Or I competing, as it were? I'm an alchemist by trade. Oh, boy. One of, unfortunately, mundane sorts, but one, if I can say of myself, without causing your view of me to sour, of great talents. Of course not. It's... If Applied my trade for decades, and I would say I am quite good at it. But a question for you, then. Why have you come to Katapesh? What exactly is your plan? Well, uh, there are people who go by the name of uh, Scarlet Triad. We would like them to not be alive. Oh, yes. Yes. Taking it apart would be very nice. Well, Every to last one of them. Simply head back to that main road you were following through Katapesh. Follow past the Golden Oasis to the south and into the southern districts of the city. You'll see the Red Pyramid as clear as any other. I'm afraid it's a little bit more complicated than that. We have to make sure we get all of them. You cannot simply go to the front door and expect to dismantle the entire business. Not to mention, aren't they bits of a legitimate organization in the city? Very much so. They also have... Something of great power that we would prefer they did not have, and we would like to get it back. So, as I had hoped, you are not blind nor stupid. But if at any time you feel my aid or my counsel unneeded, again, you are free to walk into the Red Pyramid yourself. 
fight the entirety of this Scarlet Triad, their resources, the Zephyr Guard, their army of Valooms, and whatever else the Pact Masters command. Told you so. I, I think we're all right. What did you um, tell us now? they're called the Looms. Oh, he's saying I just told you so because, you know, he's wrong a lot and now this time he was right. I'm right a lot. The triad (laughs) is untouchable, is the root of the issue. Oh, we can touch them just fine. I do not believe untouchable is correct terminology. Certainly you have been a thorn to some of their operations abroad if what I have heard is to be believed. But... Here in Katapesh, they are one of the strongest consortiums in the city. Do you know what they have been doing? They have their hands in many pockets and many pots. They have a great many things they have been working towards. Again, they rival the Aspis Consortium here in Katapesh and in Absalom as well. What isn't their business would be a more direct question. Hmm. It's more of a... Killing us, apparently. Well, I, at this point, I think we've kind of earned it in a way. Not to say that they're not evil and horrible and own slaves and that I wouldn't like to end that. And more importantly, they've killed half the people I love, which is also huge mark in their disfavor. But now they also threaten... Most of Galarian, and, well, that's something we just can't abide by. Oh, that's the line in the sand, you, is it? Do you feed Most the snakes on your head individually, or do they assassinate themselves through you? We are one being. We are one body. They require no separate sustenance, but that does not abate their hunger. So, huh. so you don't name them? <laughs> Unless, perhaps, I was to call this one idiot. No. Oh, it's a marshal. Name your fingers. Perhaps Dingus would be a better name. Dingus <laughs> would very well be fitting, I imagine. You know, it is said that each of a Medusa's snakes is a fragment of her personality, each a trait that makes her what she is. And unfortunately, at least a relative part of me is very, very stupid. <laughs> uh, Perhaps the part that decided to make contact with you on a whim, hoping that you would be amenable. Look, to tell you the truth, I've never met a Medusa before, and I find you rather nice, actually. You've been very forthcoming thus far. I have an instinctual fear. Not the monster collecting a garden of petrified statues that stories would lead you to believe. Why Why would you be collecting petrified statues? Certainly normal statues would be just as fine. Probably a lot, a lot cheaper, too. The point in most of the tales is for the Medusa to make them, is it not? Oh, so you're, you're like a crafter then. She doesn't know what Medusa is. Roisin is a sweet summer child. What? I'm sorry. Is there a thing? Suffice it to say that were I to <laughs> remove these glasses, our conversation would be cut very short. She, yeah, she, she has like an eye. She has an eye thing. I'm getting that. She has she like an eye thing. makes eye contact with people. They turn to stone. They turn to stone. Turn to stone. They petrify. But petrified it, statues. But it's not well, her, certainly, why not? But what? it's not her choice. It's how she was born. Anyways, I thought I thought it'd be something more like it's akin to like the snake thing. I, I didn't think it'd be something totally different. I'm it's sorry. okay. When Roisin gets really, you know, that time of the monthy, she turns into like this like weird person who doesn't have any, you know, restraint and beats up on people. That's just Roisin. 
I was going to say, actually, that's that's most of the time, actually. So what would you recommend us do? Do you have any recommendations? Well, Caterpillar should change a lot. The problem, as I see it, is that you wish the triad removed in its entirety from the face of Galarian. I wish to see its leader brought low. In essence, these are the same desire. Here in Katapesh, as I said, they are not only a a legal, legitimate, and massively powerful organization. They've been here long enough to have earned the direct respect and protection of the Pact Masters. I would assume you are not entirely aware of how Katapesh operates. You would assume correctly. I think the gnomes once gave us a bit of a bit of a I think we should probably get a more thorough one. It was a bit slapdash. The bulk of much of the city's governance is done by the Council of Guilds. Council of Guilds. It is simply those with the largest purses who have the most sway here, as all things roll simply back to gold. The Scarlet Triad has the largest purse of all. There are, of course, above that the Pact Masters, but... I suppose their hand is one more of a background. They can intervene when necessary in perhaps times of great strife, and were you to walk up to the front door of the Red Pyramid and assault the Triad tomorrow, it is all but certain they would intervene. What actual forces or powers they command are unclear. All I know is that the Alums that patrol the city streets are of their doing. Whether it is their creations or something they have simply acquired, is that unknown. So they leave the day-to-day running of things to the council and just sort of exist to sort of just be on top of things and only step in when something terrible happens. The Pact Masters are the ultimate authority in the city. However, Is that a a title or is it they specific people? There are a group of Truth be told, I could not even certainly tell you how many their number. Could be as few as two or three, or perhaps a dozen. When they send commands, it is not a proclamation given in the streets in person. The word simply reaches the ears of those in the know, and their will is made manifest through the Zephyr Guard. So they could be figures of somebody's imagination and somebody could just be pulling puppet strings on the inside. I mm. could be one of them. Anything is possible. Treagle could count himself among their number, though I desperately hope that not to be the case and have no reason to believe it's so. We've met a lot of his uh, cohorts and they don't seem to hold him in that great of a regard. I doubt very highly he's placed like that. Were he a Paxmaster, I doubt he would bother attending the monthly guild councils to represent the interests of the Triad. He would seems the type to simply enact his will as he pleases. But why does he care about an alchemist? It just doesn't make sense. Like, don't get me wrong, he's a jerk, but he doesn't... At least the Triad in general hasn't made any moves that don't make sense like that. Perhaps it is simply that I am among the best and will not bow to him. Oh. Nor while I provide any services the Triad requests of either the guilds that I sometimes commission for or myself personally, not that they've come to ask. Okay. Uh, You know, slap in the face to authority ought to do it. 
Well, now, it seems then if the Council of Guilds are so under the sway of the massive amounts of coin that the Triad bring about, as you say they are, um, it seems then that the only recourse we have is to get the Packmasters to see the fact that the Scar Scarlet Triad are giving their city a bad name. Um, I had understood that slavery was actually uh, technically illegal here. It's a fine line, Katapesh walks. If they had attempted to outlaw slavery in its entirety, that perhaps could be the single thing that could possibly cause the Peckmasters to lose control of the city. No, it is alive and well in the city and the country as a whole with really one simple restriction. No man's will may be taken from him within the city walls as an enactment of the Pact Masters themselves. Within Katapesh, you are protected. But those brought here with documentation taken outside, their status remains as it is. And I it always is find a way to weasel out of it. Perhaps the city's worst kept secret, how intimately involved in the city's slave trade the Triad is. So then this, the, the Pact Masters have no reason to really even care what the Triad do in their spare time, even if it's causing a great deal of trouble on the other side of the world. They care little for what happens in the sands just a dozen yards beyond the outer walls of the city. What? Can't imagine if they could even begin. Curiosity. Does that rule apply to the walls of the city? It's one that I imagine many are remiss to test but I don't think they've ever tried to stand against the Packmasters seems such would be an unwise action to be sure um, my question my next question is how does the Scarlet do you know how they favor with the rest of the guilds can we get force be it wealth or fist well it sounds like it doesn't make a lot of friends doing that does that it sounds like it makes us a lot of allies doesn't make them a lot of friends, but it does make them a lot of allies. But allies that perhaps are only in a position because they are forced to be. And perhaps Raz, I take it? Yes. Is you're still in your veils here. Can you dismiss the veils? Please? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't, yeah, I don't think, it's, think dismissible. it's dismissible. No, it actually is. I can dismiss it individually. Is it? In fact, yep. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, you can take it off, everybody. It's I love veils. Veil is hot. Very much their weakness. Well, the closest thing to a weakness they may have. As long as the Pact Masters protect them as one of the grand consortiums of Katapesh, there is little anyone can do to stop them. They need to fall out of favor. So we have to play politics. Let's cobble all over again. Perhaps. Well, it's, uh, it but sounds like there might be opportunity for a bit of a shadow war here as well, especially if uh, they're use some bully strength to get their word across. Yeah, how about hubble that? And the well, guilds are not as keen to... If we can get him less almost dead, we'd certainly have a great weapon to use against them. I agree. We have Just these things to take care of first. back and forth, not listening to the conversation. <laughs> there are currently 14 companies that convene at the Council of Guilds. Oh, gosh, it's worse than Cobbler. <laughs> they convene on the fourth oath day of each month. That, fortunately, gives us much time from now. A little over three weeks from now will be the next one. With what I can tell you about the city and the situation, and if your prowess 
both physical and diplomatically, is to be believed. If you live true to these tales, and she kind of narrows her eyes at Trishik, like rocking in the fetal position on a chair. Mm. Look, it, he's not himself right now. Windigo. <laughs> <laughs> it seems perhaps that there may be a more pressing matter. <laughs> it's okay. We know you're the demon. Marshall's just kind of gently rocking him, singing him dwarven <laughs> lullabies to make him feel better. <laughs> You should not let me be stupefied. I have too much blood with it. Mayhaps before we deal with anything of the Scarlet Triad, mayhaps before even you get the rest you so desperately seem to need, what is this something that can be treated with antidotes? No. I'm afraid not. It's a curse bestowed by a great evil. Curses, I'm afraid, fall far outside my purview. We're going to need a little bit of divine intervention, I think. Something I can hopefully provide, or one that I can perhaps beg from. It's going to be fine. In the very worst case scenario, little man has to die. Hey, Trishik, I took your nose. I do not have a nose like you do. You then cannot, how would you know if I take it? You cannot Perhaps take it. I can see my nose unlike you. It is best the specifics of this conversation wait until you have rested and have Trishik is of his proper mind. We have to get the scroll before we can rest. One thing I think perhaps you can help us with, being an alchemist and all, will need us powerful sleep and draught. Trishik has a limited time, and if he stays awake, his time will run quicker. This is something I can manage. You have trusted me enough to come here, and I will reciprocate this trust by leaving this estate to you for as long as you need. You may stay here. There are beds aplenty, and of course, if you do not trust them, you are free to partake of the local inns or taverns. But I feel it will be much easier to organize and enact our will on the council given a suitable base of operations, and this is as nondescript as any. None have any reason to investigate any goings-on here unless you give them so, such. Uh, this seems very nice. Thank you. Uh, she uh, kind of stands from her seat there. It is the least I can do for all of the aid that you will be doing me, although our goals may align. There's little I would wish more than for your assistance. Then, uh, do, do you need help uh, with the the alchemy stuff? No, no. I need simply go into town for a small time. I will return before evening with something suitable. Uh, one more thing. Uh, and this is just because I don't know your culture very well. Is there anything we should or shouldn't be doing as far as uh, cultural norms or things like that? I wouldn't wish to hurt your feelings. All sorts make their way to Katapesh's ports and through them her streets. It would almost take an inordinate effort to raise eyebrows here. Please, avail yourself of the amenities of this place and take as you need. Organize it to your well-beings. You three go to bed. You, we're going to play checkers. I will hope to find you here later this eve in some hours. Yes. I'm going to keep him awake. Very good. Thank you. Very well. And she goes to bring the hood up, gets it snuck on, stuck on Dingus, pushes him back <laughs> <in the hood laughs> and gets it up over her head. 
then we will reconvene here later as the sun sets. Oh, welcome to Catfish. Oh, thank you. It's You're too kind. Be, it's good to be home. And she heads to the front door as we head to our midstream break. Here. I wonder if she has any pets. Do you think dogs or cats she would hang out with her? <laughs> she, <clears throat> she is the pet. And they cause her <laughs> enough problems. So uh, we're going to take our midstream break here, everybody. We're going to stand up, stretch our legs, run to the bathroom. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. And when we return, well, we still have uh, two Wendigo-afflicted travelers here who desperately need some assistance. What's the worst that could possibly go wrong if you just let both of us two turn into Wendigos? Wendigos. <gasps> The entire Medusa makeover. We'll kidnap a Ruxy. We'll kidnap a gnome. Put them both next to the red pyramid. Walk away smooth. Wendigo time bomb. Two Wendigos just run rampant on the Scarlet Triad. We'll be right back. They see him rolling. He's welcome back, everybody. I don't know what highlight I just cut off because I can't easily see that anymore because I'm not doing the production stuff. But it's at youtube.com slash 2perception. Uh, along with the entirety of this campaign so far, we are over 70 episodes into the Age of Ashes. We do win that long play life, and man, I am 100% here for it. We can this... sandbag harder if you want. <laughs> we can, we I mean, could. honestly, there are so many inns in this town I could make over. We can always sandbag harder. There is always more to do. But we are approaching. We're within, like, sight of the end of our journey here. God, Link. Both because <laughs> Link 1429 is giving me a villain point. No. That I could just use to kill everybody and end this immediately. Or... It's a really good villain point. <laughs> <laughs> the coin of destruction. It was Dominic. wakes up. <laughs> oh my god. GM casts his wish. Oh, Dimension there we go. Gandalf has destroyed me. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> But oh my God. Fly, you also foolish. because we are here, <laughs> we have been trying to stop the Scarlet Triad. They have, oh, through the uh, through our adventures, sort of become this plague that we've been rising up against for a long time. And this is this is it. This is them. We're in the city with their leader and their main base of operations. Be a shame if something were to happen to it. Probably a lot of steps between now and putting them down for good. But we're literally within spitting distance of possible victory or utter defeat. But first, spit on the doorstep every single day. (laughs) Suck. But as we left off, our new friend Zater had gone back into Katapesh to attempt to get some. Sleepy time. Potent anesthetics? Mm. Question mark? Slumber wine. (laughs) You're going to get real tired. Get something to put Rashik to sleep for a while because bad things are happening to him in the Wendigo department. Um, What are the rest of you doing? At this point, it's early afternoon in Katapesh, so there's not time to do like a downtime activity today. I think they need to sleep. Especially given the fact that you are all fatigued. Mm. And uh, (laughs) it's like 2, 3 p.m. face planting until tomorrow is not a terrible idea for... We've been up for over 24 hours. Many of you. More accurately, Marshall's going to be, you know, channeling his inner bear and just eat every day and then hibernate for like a day or two. Find her pantry. Destroy her pantry. (laughs) Find the bed. 
Destroy the bed. <laughs> Sleep on the floor in the room. Wouldn't be any any Marshall. Big Red would be in the bed. But the uh, the rest of this estate that you have uh, that she has brought you to here is similarly well appointed. There is a well stocked pantry with a wide variety of both fresh and a much greater supply of long term food that would stay for uh, a great period. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Just like that. A fully appointed kitchen, dining area. There's an entire wing of various suites, uh, which aren't even, many of them aren't even just single bedrooms. There are bedrooms with their own attached parlors, waiting areas. Uh, they would all be devoid of the fireplaces you northerners are probably used to because they don't really have easy access to firewood is the problem. The problem is not that it's not cold. It gets very cold at night. But they actually have uh, near the beds in each room a fairly large, what looks like a brass pot that is a large oil burner, hmm. which is almost a portable oh. stove that you just light up to heat the room. And it's got like a slots in the top where you can set it with incense or anything. Uh, but they got tons of lamp oil. Don't really have firewood in the middle of the desert. And importing it at the scale of running everybody's fireplaces through the literally freezing desert nights is not super viable. But otherwise, largely everything that you would want here <clears throat> is as you would expect and is available. So I'm going to take some coffee so that I can stay awake and help Trishy stay awake. And then I'm going to try to distract him by making him ever more interesting types of food and things that I think he would like because he's hungry. And I want to keep him from thinking about eating lizard. So we're going to be having cook off now. <laughs> yes, cook off. I have special recipe just for you. I also have a special recipe just for you. Miss Roshin, you asked for my help earlier. What what exactly did you need from me? Well, forgive me if I'm a bit slow to talk, but the magic and the scrolls that we had couldn't break the curse. They weren't strong enough. But I think with Milani's blessings, we can. Unfortunately, I'm not ready for it yet, but if I, with enough devout prayer and enough focus, I can go ahead and take it on. Marshall kept talking about how you helped him earlier with something of the sort. <clears throat> Could you do the same for me? Focus my mind a bit. Um, I think so, yeah. Um, we should go claim one of these rooms. Make you a little shrine to Milani, and you're going to stay in that room. Right, and I'll keep him with me too. Yeah, and we'll bring, we'll have Rosemary bring you food, because it sounds like they're having a cook-off. That'd be excellent. Yes. Oh, it's on. So, what's left of the food? So, so let's seeing, roll some dice. At this point, <laughs> I, I legit want to roll dice. So you you're stupefied for, but you would start to be kind of flagging. Not so much tired, but you feel almost like disoriented. Like there's periods where you're losing. You're not positive where you are. Cooking. You're, you're like having difficulty remembering the last five minutes, much less the last day. Um, everything is starting to become a near blind hungry haze. And it's, this hunger is starting, no, no matter what you shove in your mouth, is starting to become much, much more severe. I think it might be <clears throat> a good time to, uh, hand over a here and I'm going to give you skeleton key uh, infiltrator's tools uh, replacement pick 
Uh, <laughs> all of my gear. All of it. Naked. You just drift. Naked lizard. Um, because if I don't give you all of it, I will just escape and go eat something. <laughs> <laughs> Logic. Um, At least he's smart enough to I'll do that. I'll take everything off of him and do a detect magic on him to make sure he's clean. Wouldn't super help you because if he's trying to hide anything, you have to you still have to perception his stealth. Yeah, I'm, I'm, magic, I'm looking. Like, <laughs> and I'm using the eye. You don't immediately ping anything. Um, I don't think I is. Did someone put something on? Plus, you forget okay. it. Like <laughs> reverse pickpocketing with a magic grenade well, in your I'm, pocket. I'm naked, standing in like underwear. I don't think <laughs> there's anywhere I could really be hiding something. Oh my gosh, you have cute little lizards in your underwear. In them? Like on them. He's got lizards in his pants. I was just like, <laughs> where are the tiny lizards? <laughs> ah. I'm so glad Marshall's asleep for this. <clears throat> um, she'll t- take it and she'll put it away. The tiny lizards? Yes. Take, take them out of his of pants, put them somewhere safe. Yeah. He's going to want them back. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, they're his children. I don't, don't want to take any further on that. Work. Let's just, <laughs> just, 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 just give him some travel. He's carrying his young. He's carrying his young in his boxer shorts. Explains the cloaca. New cannon. No, not, we don't explain that. We... New cannon. Eruxi are seahorses. Trishik has many children, and I'm going to take care of all of them. Anyways. Are so, you my mom? <laughs> have you take all his tools and everything, you have a naked lizard. What are you doing? You have a naked lizard who is clearly losing it. Like it's becoming difficult <clears throat> at that point. At this point, to even communicate with him. He um, is I'm gonna give him some blood eye coffee. Okay. Um, and then I am going to uh, give him. Wow, the alchemical name just went out of my head. The one that heightens your intellect and focuses your mind. I'm going to call it smart juice. Yeah, I'm giving him smart juice. Vitamin water, I don't know. The big brain <laughs> has electrolytes. It has electrolytes. Right, it has Gatorade. Electrolytes. It's got what plants crave. Yeah. yeah. Lots of manacles. Um, And then when I think that's wearing off, I'm going to start tying him up. because you, I'm going to point out specifically my manacles. I can't remember what they're called because I'm too far gone, but I will tell you to put those on me. I'll put those on him. He drinks some coffee, and everyone else is not so much settling down as immediately unconscious, uh, given your states of fatigue. And uh, once you lock up Trishik here, I'm you get the set of manacles. Hopefully, getting the same treatment as the gnome. That is my goal. A yeah. Bunch of manacles. Yeah. Separated. manacle to my kneecap. Maybe a little <clears throat> save, Trishik. You do not have to be asleep for this. It's a day. Nope. Just drop a twenty. No. One. One. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Doesn't matter though. You. The result was either as I uh, get a twenty or I don't. See him <laughs> really starting to fade. He gives you everything over, and you slowly go through putting all these various manacles on him, shackling his legs together, his arms together, <clears throat> his legs to his arms. Just yeah, pretty much doing what you did with the gnome, making sure he's as bound as possible. No, he's still unconscious. By the way, is not woken up. Slumber wine. Slumber wine. Um, slumber whining. Where'd you put the uh, the Tri- little gold thing? He that was at this point. Like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he can. Uh, not too long after this process starts, he was fed to the point where he's not really responsive. 
anymore. He's no longer like re replying to you or responding to stimulus. He's still conscious, but he just is sort of looking around almost confused. And uh, I think Trishika lets you take this one. What, uh, what happens? Because I think you know where this is going. Well, I can't really, like, if it was a pair of manacles, I could break out. Several pairs of manacles. It's a lot of manacles, including a pair that will continue to do damage to me until I'm unconscious, as a just-in-case. Um, probably just speaking in a Ruxy about being hungry and... Um, where is his cousin? And there's a, a whole lot of things that sound not so bad until you take them in the context of he's turning into a Wendigo and he probably wants to eat his closest family members and um, cannot remember where he is. If she starts hearing him say stuff like that and Snake Lady's not back yet... This would be like within an hour after her leaving. It is still mid-afternoon. This is... Uh, does he have any more slumber wine in his stuff? No, there was only the one. Mm. Um, I've been oh holding God. on to that for like 15 sessions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, I don't want to waste this, but I think he's fading. How fast do those manacles? Very slowly. That's incredibly it slowly. It would take you several, like literal hours. No. No, 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 no. Like it's faster than that. Or something. Two negative damage per hour. Take like, days for that days. to put you under. They okay. keep you unconscious. Right. While you're wearing them, you cannot heal above 10 HP. You're full health, though. So it's, yeah, it's so like for now, it's... it doesn't do anything. But it, like if they ever have to put me down, <clears throat> like unconscious, they will keep me there. As Resume is having these thoughts, you see Trishik going from these ramblings to start to turn. He starts to like jerk a bit, pulling at these various manacles, like almost from that in an instant going to just like thrashing on the floor, trying to scoot himself away like a literal wild animal that doesn't understand what's I'm, happening. I'm giving him the I'm giving him the potion. Yep, I am giving it to him. I don't care what everyone else said. I don't care how valuable it is. I'm not letting my friend turn. He is very Angry and snappy. Um, Getting something into his mouth is oddly dangerous, but not necessarily difficult. Um, Does he have a muzzle on? No, but no. what I am going to do is I am going to enlarge myself and make myself way bigger so that I can literally freaking sit on him and shove it down his face. I mean, either that or you can wake make me up. Make me an athletics check. Against my DC? Against your... Uh, you're bound, so... It would be like your 4DC, probably minus four, I'd say. Because so you are very prevented from resisting easily right now. Large. Okay. Everybody else is more asleep than you've ever been in your life. I'm getting her ready. I'm getting ready to cast it's, a spell it, it, on her. It's good when the sorceress wrestles someone by herself. Oh, it's yeah. not bad, actually. Uh... She's big now, though. She's big. I mean, I don't think it actually helps. <laughs> I don't think it helps the grapple check, but... No, no, no. It helps you with being big. What's the total? 18? <laughs> I don't know what I expected. She's obviously untrained. Um, yeah, that's a critical yeah, failure. Trying to Not grab that it matters. A hold of Trishik here as he's flailing on the ground, all bound. 
Um, even with your large size, that you're big, <laughs> it doesn't really confer a ton of extra physical strength, and he is no less adept. He's just... You kind of figure, oh, he's in chains. What's he going to do? Uh, he's actually going to knock you to the floor and just kind of fling himself across the ground towards the door. I'm a fish out of leading water. Leading out of this suite. <laughs> yeah, like what little he can do to like launch himself his little claws. And Trishik... All right, I really don't want to do this. Trishik, I know you don't have any tools. Um, you are a master of legendary thievery. Master. Master, you're a master thief. Manacles do not actually explicitly require tools. You can nail that with your little claws. Encantum Escarum Benicia. Well, um, I have quick unlock. I am putting him in a maze. <laughs> but I get to do this first. That's yep. first. So, grab him. 41. 41 would definitely critically succeed against the... Oh, actually, yeah, it's still critically succeed. You see 30 on the good manacles. Yeah, but that'll take off, like, a pair. That actually will not unlock a single pair because they require three. three. Yep. And then a 37. So, so regular success. So you'd shed first, I'm, I'm sure, the main pair of manacles around yeah, your mine wrists. Mine would now be off. Yeah. I mean, you still have more on you, but you yeah. definitely get the pair that's on your wrists. Which uh, not just removes your, uh, or gives you the freedom of your arms, but also lets you kind of pull that chain out no, to no. free it from your legs, which are still shackled together. 29, which I think fails. Actually does fail. And at that, you get it off. You, like, what, what you are processing at this point is, is literally just blind rampaging hunger. You have no control over what's happening, but you suddenly find yourself... In a maze. Um, because he cannot really think too straight right now, and the only thing I can do is keep sustaining it until she gets back and I can get help so that he's not going anywhere. Ten minutes is the longest you can sustain a spell. Yep. Uh, she's going to go wake up Marshall and Roisin. <laughs> is there a save to get out of it? Uh, Will. There is, but like... <laughs> That's a plus 19 right now. <laughs> will or survival, which probably isn't fantastic for you right now it's either. It's not trained. Okay, so yeah, well... I am not um, a, a but wild But you are lizard. also like a feral animal who is still shackled here. You're going to be in the maze for a yeah. minute. Um, I'm but, just making sure yeah. because anything I can do to not make saves or try and get away, I will gladly take that option. Resume... Clearly sustaining some kind of a magic, uh, some kind of a spell. You can still see the energy flowing in there. You can see she's siphoning something. First into the room with Raz and Rasheen as you are getting ready to go to sleep with your, you're like on the bed. Raz is <laughs> casting, getting ready to cast a spell. He's in the middle of casting a 10 minute spell. <laughs> Door flies open. Ugh. I'm sorry. Everyone wake up. Uh, Encantum, encantum. Uh, I had to throw Trishik into a maze because he's turning and we have the little potion, but I can't. Encantum, Why haven't we knocked him out yet? Because no one's here. <laughs> oh my goodness. I need somebody to hold him down. Encantum, Rolarum, so I can pour this down his throat. Encantum, <laughs> encantum. She has a little golden dwarven head vial. Uh, Marshall does the laziest life. What room was Marshall just, in? <laughs> Love and it. he has his own room. His own room. First. And yeah. his hands the are already free in Quantum. Hands are free. Of course, it's True Sheik. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Raz, go get Marshall. Show me where he is. We'll meet uh, up. He's in the maze and Quantum. Where is he? 
in my head. Where Too will Romeo? Well right said. there. Thank you. I go to the water. Three. Another well saved. No, no, that's a uh, that's a critical failure. He is even more lost now. It, well, he wasn't on the he wasn't on the on the right track, so it doesn't help him. Oh yeah. Uh, seventeen. Okay. So. Thirty-six. I'm sure. Yeah, it passes. Yeah, there's one. Thirty. That fails. That doesn't critically fail. Yeah, it does not critically fail. That's a critical fail. That's a five. He was in there for a little while. He hasn't popped out yet. Is this is happening? That's a six. Run the larder. Yeah, that's where he is. That's another seventeen. So you run. That's a fail. Quickly scurry down to get Marshall. That's a nat twenty. And uh, <laughs> as as he runs out to get Marshall, what are you doing? So Roshin is just <laughs> is just waiting where where he is and is just getting ready to cast because as soon as Trushik pops back in, we might have to put him down. I can save him with my magic to keep it from going all the way, but we're gonna have to go ahead and hit him and as hard as we that, can. And as that appears back. Uh, with just kind of a shower of manacles all over the ground, because he definitely took all of those off before he started trying to crawl out of the maze. Gerkahach. <laughs> but he has two actions left as he pops out of the maze, which he is absolutely going I to do. I have to try and get away as if they're my enemies. To it... attempt to get away from, to, like, to get out of this building. Will one of those actions be to roll initiative? Well, it's... I don't think we need to initiative because he's got two actions on that round where he comes out of the maze. Unless you have to think it's a reaction that you could use. I, I, I have do. ready I, action. I mean, I, I have. We you have, ready. have, have a ready action. Well, I can't ready a spell, but I can ready grab him. That's true. Give me an athletics check then if you're ready to grab him and then try to cast something. I mean, am I in the room yet or is it my You would be coming up here in a moment. Okay. Uh, I have this last hero point, uh, which I believe is from Nebula 315. Hopefully I can grab him. It's a 36. Grab. Woo! You grab a hold of <clears throat> Sheik, and as you come out, DC grab 34. Here, you are like full feral rage right now. You have completely lost control of yourself. All the, like there are no friends and enemies here. It's just get out. Get out or fight back. It's whichever gets you out. He is currently hold or she's currently holding you. So if fight back <clears throat> is the easiest way you see to get out other than just thrash away, it's up to you. Well, more than one person in the room, grabbed, break, grab, leave. Fair enough. I do not break the grab. Um, that's a 33. This is your athletics DC? No, I, I, I took off I, all my stuff. That's a yeah, you 30. You have no gear on right now. Yeah, that's a 30. So is that an athletics DC or is he punching that's me? Unarmed. Athletics DC. Unarmed. He's okay, trying yeah. to escape your. Guy. Yeah, no, she like he, he <clears throat> crashes, just picks him up and slams him back down on the floor. You get one more to minus five. That's a two. <laughs> Some part of him really doesn't want to get. So away. as you, yeah, you have this flailing lizard held down, Rasheen. At this point, Marshall and Raz would show up as well. Oh. So all of you would have a turn's worth of whatever you want to do. Well, Hold him down. Is this Marshall uh, one way in and out? This one is, door. Yeah, it is like a suite. It, it's a like an eight, a parlor that leads to an attached bedchamber off of a main hall. So there's one door that leads <clears> back out of the main hall, one to like a bathroom, one to the actual bedroom. There's a window. Um, there's like a, a pretty large vaulted window but it does not appear to open naturally that said it is glass 
Um, well, as soon as Marshall runs in, Raz is going to cast Wall of Force over the door. Fair enough. Um, Marshall sees what's <clears throat> going on. I'm like, oh, great. Now I actually have to do this. <sighs> Rectangle. Just hold him. <laughs> Rages and <laughs> uses fatigued. the weight of Rectangle to pin him down. You can't rage while you're fatigued, but you can. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm still fatigued. Never mind. You can. Uh, do you want to attempt? Do you want to bonk him, or do you want to help grab him via? Grab I guess, him. I guess I'll I'll do athletics because you're <laughs> not giving me much. Uh, ooh, okay. Uh, that is a math forty-three. Tired rage does not critically succeed. So you pile on with Rasheen here, and uh, if I had a nickel for every time a PC was forced by a curse to fight the party, I'd have two nickels. <laughs> Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. <laughs> Blade Tiger. Blade Tiger, that was Thank you. That, that was, was fabulous. That was the villain point. It is, in fact, fabulous. I am at my full potential, but I have no power here. This is your problem. Unfortunately. Uh, so, so, Rasheen or Resme? Do you have him? Give me. Uh, I'll give her the potion. In his mouth. <laughs> As he's held down by this very exhausted dwarf, largely just kind of flopping on him, rectangle in one hand, the I think weight Marshall of the giant legitimately just sits on him. <laughs> so she'll hand the potion to her with one action, and with the other, Escara Maquatum, uh, turn his uh, feet to fins, so that even if he does get out, he's going to flop around on the ground flop, like a flop, fish. Flop, flop. So you are literally a fish out of water now. That's not going to stop him, but boy, it's sure going to be annoying. <laughs> no, it actually does reduce his movement a bit, a oh, lot. there you go. I don't think that would affect me because nimble crawl. Like, I could just zoop away anyways. <laughs> he just skitters Slitters. across. No, no, no. Your land speed becomes five feet, unless you're in the water. If you are on land, it's five feet. Um, that <laughs> either requires a friendly target or has a save. I'm not Aww. sure which, but there's no, you cannot just cast oh, that on him. It's gotta be willing. He's yeah, so willing. he's not willing. <laughs> you fling that out hoping it'll work, and Trishik does not want his feet to be fins right now. I don't like to keep my toes. But Roshin <laughs> would like to help balance and help save the lizard. Here is a hero point from Skagero. And you shove this thing in his mouth. And this very small little gold dwarf head vial thing puts a small amount of liquid that it has on the Trishik's throat as you're just going to fist this into his mouth hole. And near immediately, he stops fighting. As you have every conceivable ailment that you may have removed, that one weird scar from where you skinned your elbow when you were 12 is gone. <laughs> you are not stupefied. You're not turning into a Wendigo. Your, you have 20-20 vision. Your teeth are, your teeth are perfectly straight. You get an inch taller. You are so sexy. scales are a little bit shinier. It is absolute perfect physical form Trishik. You gave him the Captain hmm. America mixer. Like, <laughs> you are the Captain America form of yourself. Pretty much. Almost immediately from just this small couple drops of this tincture. And then you kind of come to, come to grips here immediately okay. You're not... <laughs> tired anymore you weren't fatigued but you're not even like physically tired you're fine to like roshin and marshall dog piled on you holding you down roshin's fist in your mouth <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh i think he's trying to talk take it out uh, that's a good sign that's a good take, sign take out your fist i think it's a good sign take out your fist i got him kind of carefully work it out past his teeth 
You alright? You do not taste till you smell. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gauntlet, so probably like steel, so it, I'd imagine. Yes, but you smell like blood and death. Are you okay? You didn't get your teeth into me, that's why. Would I remember the majority of that? You would... Like, it would definitely still be more of a blur towards the tail end. You would have kind of a spotty memory of the whole journey here. Not entirely. You would definitely remember the just crushing hunger. Like, I would remember killing the Wendigo, falling down, and then just being hungry for a day. Yeah, then you'd remember, like, it would, it would just become foggier and more diluted the further it had been since the Wendigo encounter. Well... You wouldn't remember much of Catapesh at all. Well, as far as I can tell, I killed it. You did. <laughs> and I ate food, and now we are here. Yes. Does that mean I can get off him now? Yes. Go, you guys I'm... can go back to sleep. What We're all good. exactly <laughs> happened? I let Raz make to the end. Guys, go back. Hand my little notebook, Raz. Is Vol Force dismissible? No, no, no wait, I got him sitting there holding a book. You guys are stuck in there. Rasheen's like, I'm going back to sleep. Bonk! <laughs> the wall of force over the oh, door. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Disintegrate. Disintegrate. Gone. Go back to sleep. Go to sleep, children. There you go. I was about to say, just Marshall does Here's a count of everything. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Important, important note. <laughs> very, very, very important note. Um, the lady of the house that we're staying in is a Medusa. Grapple she's very with that nice. one in your head. Which means it's like a snake lady or something. I don't know. She has glasses. I've got lore underworld. I've probably dealt with one or two. So you should head back sense. out here. What <laughs> did you give Mateus? I just, it was just a, um. It was a note. It wasn't really a note because I didn't have time to really write one out. It was oh. a, a page out of the workbook, basically like a student's book that Mira herself had worked and written in to let her know that I am nearby. So it's something she should recognize. It's her handwriting. It's stuff that she's worked on. Can he find his way back to you? Um, I would think so. I mean, we're... In, 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 I mean, Severin, Severin is with Severin him, is and there. Severin and can find his way back to me. We're linked with a mile range, I'm sure. Okay, so then we will be able to then. As you kind of separate out from Trishik's Wendigo adventure here, um, I'm sure a rat can figure out how to get into a house. They do it all the time. <laughs> they do that regularly. It's a problem. You, <laughs> you would uh, see Mateus kind of just waddling down the hallway towards y'all rat-like. Be fat. And you guys are here. Oh, On the Sam's window, home. and you'd see Severin knocking <laughs> the beak on the window outside oh. because he cannot as easily get into the building. I'll open up. I'll the windows don't open. The window does not open. Collector transmissions. <laughs> <laughs> Winning. <laughs> Seriously, we use we level found six the most and seven spells. Of, yeah, we're now just using <laughs> five and six and seven level spells for minor amounts of personal convenience. I could go downstairs and open the door, or I could cast collective transposition, and you're inside. We're tired. I'm, we're I'm, fatigued. I'm, I'm sorry. I think disintegrate is really just door banish. Do not forget, this mage spell handle spell was invented wall. because mages were tired of having to bend over. Yeah. You're not wrong. I really want it, another it Snickers. No. But that's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as you get Mataz back, so I'm not entirely confident on what, how well can you communicate with Mataz? You can like use a companion. He can like speak to you. You, you can fully express so ideas. Or it's 
it's empathetic. I can speak rat. I actually have the the so racial feet. You can feet talk to them because rat. you have the racial feet that you can talk to rats. Yeah, I can talk to rats. You, so you can reassign his points next tomorrow and give him speech. I could. So you talk to. Uh, well, I mean, you can just. But he can talk back because he speaks rat because he's a rat. With all the breadth and scope of the rat language. Yes, it's, it's very squeak, very squeak. in depth. I'm sure. Squeak, squeak, and squeaker. Squeak, squeak, and squeaker, squeak. Um, you kind of hear the rest of you, Raz and Mataz, sort of peeping at each other <laughs> in the hallway. Ooh, I don't you speak also, jive. I was about to say, you also hear Marshall's snores echoing the entire hall. Instantly unconscious. He didn't even make it. He's just in the hall. Just laid down. And went. He, even, he just rolled off of the cheek and is asleep on the floor right next to him. Roisin, lay him down and smack him, whack him. But uh, Matez says to you, uh, no. No take. No take. No take. Man, hit. Run. No take. Man hit, no no take, run. Sav. Man see, man hit, run. Sav, what happened? No take. No take. Well, you see, <laughs> the rat got assaulted by this gentleman who was not very polite. The guard probably saw a rat come out from the stage with a folded piece of paper in its mouth and just tried to step on it, and he dropped it and ran. And you and see... Obviously, nobody... The guard literally just kicked the piece of paper back onto the stage. This <laughs> thing that happens <laughs> when like, no, rats no, no, come is people want to step on them because there's rats. That is a very fair point. People like to step on me, too. Don't look at me like that. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Felt the glare. <laughs> Joke's on us. Marshall's legendary in perception. <laughs> <laughs> but you would all be able to kind of disseminate back to your rooms... Uh, your note undelivered, unfortunately, is brief, brief as it was one on really note, but this this missive here, yeah, uh, seemingly undelivered. Yeah, again, rat in big city. There is one reaction to rat in big city, and it's not. Oh, I wonder what this letter is. It's <laughs> unless you're a wizard who has a rat familiar, in which or a friend of a wizard who has a rat familiar, <laughs> in which case maybe. But uh, poor Reginald the wizard. He died from a random rat biting him and giving him filth fever that he thought was his animal companion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why did that get real all of a sudden? I think it because that would happen. Happened. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the three of you could, uh, could poor, definitely go back to <laughs> Poor snake hands, Jimmy. He has snakes for hands. <laughs> We're derailing fast. After a couple more hours, um, Zader... Before we oh. go to sleep, um, training. No, not training. But that too. The gnome. Yeah. Can the gnome you is already asleep. Yeah, the gnome is very much asleep. But what are the chances of saving the gnome? Well, if you train her, then tire. I just couldn't put Trishik to sleep because I didn't have any more slumber wine. He's already slumber wined. Does the slumber wine really Wait, why stop? Why would it? we going to have to make me drink the slumber wine? You're not going to have to anymore I because now you're cured. I gave it to him cured. because it was funny. <laughs> you all let me give him the slumber wine. I know it was a good thing. You he saved literally, his life. He's been looking for someone to give the slumber wine to ever since he got it. That's, That's true. a joke. He's a practical jokester. All right. Well, training. Come on, Rasheen. Well, Rasheen's can... gone. She's she's laid down. She's passed out. Oh, There's like a trail of like her armor pieces leading <laughs> to the bed. It's... Picking them up, neatly laying them down next to her, next to the bed. Like, at least, 
fucking mouth. I mean, I'm not buddy. I can actually figure out what order to put them on. I know, but it's still like, like don't leave it. <laughs> I forgot about you. I did not. I will never forget no about one. that as long as I live. But That's as you're, uh, you tend to machine, you get your spells set up here so she can train at night. Um, you could go to sleep yourself. You are equally freaking fatigued. Hmm. What are you two doing? You, I mean, you're equally tired, I'm sure. You're not completely fatigued. Um, but you're not mechanically fatigued, but... Do I even need to sleep? Yes. You're still tired, but you're... You definitely the thing feel, doesn't cure me of sleep. It's like a five-hour energy, so you would... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so two hours later... A, a five-hour energy from the gods. More or less. You would... I, mean, I guess you wouldn't really be any more tired than after a usual day, but it is, I guess, mid-afternoon, so I mean, you would have no problem staying up, and in fact, could easily... You are exhausted at um, this point. I want to at least stay up until... Uh, snake lady comes back because I want to tell her what happened so that she doesn't come back, find us all passed out and try to do something right. regrettable. You don't think it'd be a fantastic no. idea to leave just me no. awake while everyone else is asleep? Nuh-uh. The person who she's been told is going to turn into a Wendigo? No, it's you don't think that'd be hilarious? No. You got behind her? Just a Ooh. jolly <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure one of she, you would end up dead. You look tasty. Zader oh. would come back after probably about two more hours and uh, come back in with a, uh, a pair of potions just kind of held up to her chest in one hand. And she comes in, closes the door behind her, walks out of the entryway uh, further into this little parlor here before taking your hood back down. Um, and I assume that the group of you with nothing really better to do would be there in the parlor. Yeah, waiting. they're asleep. We're yeah, everyone's asleep. We're playing a very odd game of checkers where we keep trying to distract each other and turning the board to get an advantage. <laughs> Are you still in your underwear? No, I would have put all my... No, I gave him all the stuff back. Oh, okay. (laughs) Now that he's not nutty. I mean, it would be funny. It'd be funny, but also... (laughs) I'm keeping uh, the underwear. (laughs) (laughs) And she has this pair of potions here and these uh, fairly simple rounded glass bottles with short little necks stoppered with cork. Uh, You're almost the most traditional fantasy potion imaginable. And uh, places the pair of them down the table. Two doses. If imbibes... Will be asleep for at least 24 hours, unless I underestimate your resilience. No, this is more a slumber vine. And, and I'll reach into my bag of holding and I'll pull out the empty bottle that was for the slumber wine. This will be useful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to oh, put it back in he the. He seems much more so, cognizant. Unfortunately, uh, things went rather sideways. Uh, when you left, and we were forced to take rather extreme measures, but uh, we were successful in getting him uh, back to normal, although those will help if our friend uh, wakes up. Uh, We thought we'd be able to restrain him for longer, but unfortunately, uh, things went awry. I am very good at getting out of manacles. But the good news is, this is real Trishik. He does seem... Less uh, rocky, less... flipping through the notebook that I was given of things that I've been doing. Less uh, asking about sand, less rocking in chair, less uh, inane rambling. I would be the easiest way to put it. It's, the book is full of many things. Resort it for me. Your companions, I assume, have taken to rest based on their appearance <sighs> earlier. Yes, I... It was perhaps unwise to ask any of you to await my return. I, um, if you wouldn't mind, I really don't mean to be rude, and you're a very lovely company, but I 
I'm very, very tired, and I've been keeping myself awake by sheer willpower. I'm gonna I have... slide the glass that I just obviously filled up with slumber wine towards you. I don't. Yeah, you look like you could have I a little. I don't break. need that. I'm fine. I'm gonna go to sleep. We will talk in the morning, perhaps. Okay. Maybe more fortuitous for all of us. Where's Roshin? I can't sleep without the smell of blood in my nose now. Speaking of, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if any of you are prone to <laughs> night wandering, uh, but if you need anything, I would ask that you gather it before you retire. Uh, I will not be wearing these glasses much long after sundown, and I would hate for an accident to occur. Oh, I thought you were going to say you slept naked, but that works too. Wait, what would sleeping naked have to do with us coming into living room? Because if she was naked, it's not polite to walk in on her in her but own why house. Why would she be asleep in this room? I don't know. Some people have spaces they like it's to be in. You are new here. Please it continue. gets very, very cold at night. That's why I'm going to go snuggle up with the rat and the changeling. Partial still in the middle of the floor. <laughs> yes, I'm snoring throughout the house. Sleep well. In the morning... We can begin in earnest. Snuggle up with the furball and the fungus. Warm fungus. <laughs> Warm fungus. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, that mycelium's a hell of a trip. <laughs> did you take the slumber wine? <laughs> How did you tip over an office chair? <laughs> she she uh, was devoted to tipping that office chair over, apparently. Did it break? Like, okay? I'm fine. wheels are all on I'm it fine. The wheels, okay. catch. <laughs> the wheels do catch. I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just uh, sleepy, and uh, that was the thing that happened. <laughs> so whatever we do to recap for chapter five. Uh, <laughs> we're good? <laughs> sure. Is my hair okay? Is my hair okay? You're, you're good. Awesome. It's uh, appropriately mossed. I'm okay. <laughs> hair. Sarah's okay, too. Did okay. he break your fall? He's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Well, I'm glad you're okay. There is a large shelf behind you. Yeah, no. you dodged it quite well. Yeah, you did a, a fantastic job of not falling into Nimble the shelf. Dodge. That was, uh, was pretty good. <laughs> it's a good thing that there's no like knives or swords on top of that specifically. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. you're making me really reconsider the amount of sharp objects we have in the background. I mean, no, I'm fine. Honestly, well, have you seen all behind me, me? Have you seen me play video games? That's well, really what I'm like in real life. We just need to cover the shelf in padding. At least behind resume. Oh, uh, we gotta like get the little. Can we like a safety? No, we gotta get the the childproof things for the corners so she doesn't like bump her forehead on them. We could, <laughs> we could bolt chair legs to the floor. <laughs> I guess I should probably sheath big red then. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we could just roll her up and bubble wrap. Um, you would all sleep spectacularly soundly this night, and awaken the following morning. Uh, probably not as early as you would normally, perhaps. <laughs> Be a little after sunup when this, the bright sun filtering through the windows sort of serves as a fairly <coughs> decent natural decent alarm day. here. It's, it's and after some brief uh, preparations in the morning, not too long after you awake, you would actually smell uh, what smells like bread or biscuits wafting out from the central area from the kitchen beyond the parlor 
I'm, I think I mostly smell blood and gore. Probably mostly blood and gore, but blood and gore flavored biscuits, perhaps. Arshel immediately wakes up. <laughs> and the group of you would arrive back in the kitchen near this uh, simple reception area with a dino, a long rectangular, uh, again, simple, but finely made <laughs> mahogany dining table. Uh, and Zader sitting... Sorry. <laughs> You gonna be okay? <laughs> I'm just imagining that Roshin was using the gnome as a pillow to make sure that he didn't get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I mean, that's one way to do it. <laughs> it's a day. It's a day. Oh, you know, Today when you go to like day. fluff up your pillow, you just punch him a few times. <laughs> He's not gonna wake up. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be the good character? <laughs> it's just inflammation uh, and contusions. Exactly. <laughs> this is definitely a session of Pathfinder. <laughs> the pillow's making weird noises now. That she has a small ceramic platter uh, with about a dozen bright, almost stark white, flaky biscuits just kind of piled up in a couple of rings. It seems that's... Either your journeys have truly worn on you or you are very late sleepers. No, we Aww. were just awake for almost two days straight. Is this a non-standard breakfast? It's a pile of biscuits. Which are gone. Why? It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm missing what something. What is happening? I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> Non-standard. Are, are one of you guys gonna N -A -A -N. fart? N-A-A-N. Oh! God. That was, that was so a good bad. one, too. Was it can I get? One? Can I take the potion back? That fell flatter <laughs> than the bread. I'm just in an hour early. Like, can we just stop? <laughs> that was a good one. Can I go one. home? Can you put your sheik back in the maze, please? <laughs> <laughs> but she gets you all these uh, just bits of breakfast here. And uh, of course, uh, simple cool water if necessary for for morning's drink before almost immediately driving to business. We only have so much time before the Council of Guilds, and while I suppose it's not critical that we make our stand so immediately, there is good reason to act with haste. Can you tell us as much as you possibly can about the various members of the council and their, uh, uh, what do they want? Uh, I think knowing about their motivations and things like that would certainly help us manipulate them better. And which are, uh, have their loyalty tied to the triad through threats of violence as opposed to coin? There's only so much I can tell you about the inner workings of many of the companies. But the 14 major divisions that make up the Council of Guilds. I can at least tell you of them and some basic information. And I believe a pretty good lead as to where to begin. So alongside the Scarlet Triad, there are 13 <coughs> other companies. Foremost among them would be the Aspis Consortium. I would assume you are at least familiar. Heard of them, yeah. It would be almost literally impossible to live in Galarian outside of Breach Hill 
or like a similar small rural community with little contact and not know of the Aspis Consortium as they are just like a massive, at least Avistan, very possibly globe-spanning organization that is <clears throat> unmatched in raw scale. Um, and, and again, even, even Roisin would be aware of this trade collective and the fact that they front almost everything. They have operations and organizations of every imaginable kind of the sun in every corner of the world. But they are not based here. Their organization, however, is so large that they have an enormous <coughs> amount of sway even within Katapesh, just by the weight of their coin. Beyond that, most of the rest of these companies are stationed and operate here, and many are simple unions, guilds, uh, organizations devoted to a single avenue of labor or a single sector of the market. The Carpenters <coughs> Guild, for instance. <laughs> For Try example. not to throw up in my mouth. Uh, Carpenters Guild in the Desert City. Got it. Got it. Oh, they have more use here because, you know, woodworking, boats, furniture, all that. They yeah, they're a wood. huge port city. There is a, an incredible amount of work for the Carpenters. I, was I would like to specify that shipbuilding and, and table building are two very different But crafts. decorative. Decorative pieces for the boats. That's still uh, part of shipbuilding. And I mean, like, the shipwrights do, like, the main architecture of the boat and everything, but carpentry is... Still a lot. It's it's just a a specific discipline of carpentry. It's still carpentry. Just make everything you need out of the sand. The shipwrights would be a part of the carpenter's guild. That is part of it. Um, There is those uh, where we first met, the farmers' union. Uh, Though they may seem humble, their sheer size and necessity to the city gives them an interesting amount of pull, perhaps more than you would expect. And I believe that, as you heard, they have had some problems of their own with the Triad recently. Yes, Here it's... is the Fleshmongers Federation. Many knolls. They run most of the slavery organizations within the city. Huh. They deal with the shipping and transport of the livestock, as they would call it. Yes, many that of their... seems to be the common phrase for that. Many of their contacts are in the island city of Okano, but... <clears throat> Can we sink the island while we're here? I do not believe we have what we would need to sink an island. Uh, and I believe you would have to uh, beat the entire country of Ander into the punch. They would fight you for the right to do it, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Something to think of for tomorrow when we're done with it. Um, there are other simple unions like the farmers. There is the Fraternal Order of the Anvil, a collective of smithies, armorers of all sorts, metallurgians and workers both. Metal, stone, and wood, the three building blocks of a modern city and civilization, all with their own equal pole here. And the product of the farmers' union, not always so simple, is oft passed to the guild of bakers and butchers. Again, easy to discount, but you would not be pleased to see the folk of a city deny their bread and their meat. Can I, uh, can I roll a lore underworld? For what? Guilds. If there's slavers, there's got to be other things. She's literally going to tell you all of them. Oh, I didn't know if she would uh, not necessarily know all of them. 
I mean, these are the major players at the Council of Guilds. Like, yeah, but I want to know if there's people that I would get along with. I don't, I'm not going to get along with You want to wait until I'm more than halfway through the 13 guilds? <laughs> <laughs> Boy! That's a lot. Okay. You won't, why are you now surprised? Because he was stupefied four. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing yeah. his character. Yeah, you I already mean, know <laughs> there were 14 guilds. No, he didn't. I didn't, I he, didn't he did say that He did say 14 guilds. But I'm the one who's running things down. So no, I meant Trishik Dummy didn't know. I missed the number of guilds. Along with the Guild of Bakers and Butchers, they work hand-in-hand -hand with the Imperial Union of Leaders, those more interested in the less sentient livestock of the city, the camels, the horses, the sheep, and the cattle. They provide by their uh, the three of them together, the Farmers Union, the Guild of Bakers and Butchers, and the Union of Breeders, much of what keeps the city alive and fed. And... We cannot, of course, discount the guild of street sweepers and dung carters. If there is anything that can turn a population sour faster than a lack of food, it's street f streets filled with waste and refuse. That's Especially sure in a city as dense as this. Besides, often underestimated, they, I understand, <clears throat> can be perhaps as useful as servants in a noble house. They hear much, they are often ignored. There is, of course, the order of alchemists and potion makers, as well as their foiled poison makers guilds, which they are certain to leave a distinction with, but which are large enough by their own to be a force of the Council of Guilds. The, the, the Poisoner's Guild is a separate political entity? As is the League of Peshmongers. Are you kidding me? Whoever has the most money. Katapesh no, is a is big Z city. And Katapesh. It well, yes, is what I, the city I, and the country are named for, after all. I understand that. And no, I suppose you know, I if there's a slaver's guild, then I guess it would make sense there'd be a Pesh guild. Oh, you've got out. exactly how I got my formulas. Got out. Because as I said, there is no righteousness or valor here. What's Business the is religion? run by coin. Pesh. Thank you, Trishik. <laughs> I mean, money talks. Abadaran, I would imagine. <laughs> Do they have a guild? None of the guilds are religious in nature. Churches don't tend to have much. Interesting. As far as economic weight. So it's completely based on coin. That's fascinating. What else would it expect? It's a trade city. It is uh, one of the primary features of Abadar is uh, coin and country. Is there... Any other thing that can unify a populace as singularly as well? Well, there are many different types of uh, coin and exchange in this world, and you'll find that different cities run on uh, different exchanges. Fair. And where there is coin and where there is man, there is strife and there is crime. Another of the guilds, the League of Upright Barristers find themselves in great demand in many cases. They do compromise some of Abadaran clerics, those who would see themselves as the divine arm of the law, but many are more secular. <laughs> Lawyers, secretaries, and bureaucrats all. So the Upholding most... the laws of the slaver and drug-peddling country. Yes, spectacular. Wait. I'm sure they're lovely people. It is local law. It is technically upholding law. 
Right, right. No, no, no. That 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 wasn't the source of my objection that they were law upholders. <coughs> it's the fact that they're it's, no, it, it's, it's just a, it's a terrible city. That's I'm what just saying. waiting yes. for there to be a guild of prostitutes. There is a guild of gladiators. Of course, there is. The arena brings in perhaps more coin than any other single entity within the walls of Katapesh. Arena, you say? Indeed. And mm. I hear that they are very much desperate for talent these days. Well, Roger, Roger. you find yourselves terribly bored. They've been having a lethality <laughs> issue as of late. Oh, God. Well, Marshall will do nothing but nothing to help with that problem. I'll give you that much. And uh, the lethality issue. I'm sure you'll charm the crowd nicely. You can't spell lethality. I mean, I could just scare them to death. I can spell lethality. <laughs> Imagine walking into a gladiatorial combat. You're like, you're here to put on a show. You just, bah, and he dies. <laughs> 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 I win. Not <laughs> quite the show. Imagine you like train your whole life for this, and then there's some dwarf with a beard you have a just barks at you, and you fall over dead. You have a whole lifelong montage of you training to be the best gladiator, and it just ends with you getting scared to death. Now, of the, I believe, 12 guilds that I have listed so far, our problem is that of the 12 of them, only 12 currently strongly support the Scarlet Triad. So, it's so all of them, then. Indeed. Mm. Right. So there's, there's one more, though. The Triad is a source of great money, support, protection for the farmers, loans, and assistance for many of the various skills of craftsmen. They have their fingers in nearly all pots. There are none immediately that would stand against them, but there is one, perhaps, that may be our opening. The Jewelers Guild. Oh, now we're talking. The what? The Jewelers Guild. He speaks my language. Oh. The head of the Jewelers Guild. They have, how can I say? Uh, been rather reclusive as of late. He is an Undyne, if you are aware with them. I believe a water genie, they are called. His name is uh, Milk Ice Killer. Ironic, perhaps. Maybe a title he has taken for renown. Memorable names carry you far in Katapesh, as there are just so many names to remember. But Ice Killer here, I know where he has gone. And it is the Triad who are responsible. Where did he go? Kidnapped then. A slave. Oh. It is a, perhaps, open secret that the triad have used as the Jewelers Guild has stepped a little too far from the yoke. To pull them back in line, perhaps this was the decision they came to. Seize the guild leader and throw them in chains. Goodness gracious, the rest of the guilds must be positively livid at such a thing. But what choice do they have but to continue working with the triad? Huh. Well, it seems like the Farmer's Guild was very upset at the fact that all of their deliveries have been disrupted. I'm unfamiliar with what is going on with the Farmer's Guild. There is just so much that happens in this city. And this situation with the Undyne is just so interesting and so well-timed for your arrival. Hmm. 
This is at least one guild that should be easy to pull the support of, as with the return of their guildmaster, I'm sure they would be all but frothing at the bits to raise their support against the Scarlet Triad. Not to mention that if the Triad rules by fear and strength, simply shown that they're weak, would make their allies fall away. I think you will find that this is the case for many of their allegiances. However, the rest do not have such simple solutions. That said, this solution is anything but simple at the surface. We have no idea where Ice Killer is, but or we... what exactly may have happened to him, where he could be being held, or if, even if he is still within Katapesh, or alive, for that matter. But he should be distinctive, and if it's an open secret, then perhaps someone will share. You are wise. The streets talk with word as much as coin. It would not be a terrible idea to spend much of your time here, perhaps trying to learn. Surely there is somebody who knows of the whereabouts. The r rumor got around quite quickly as the triad wished it to be to, wished it to be so, to cow not only the jewelers' guild, but perhaps any other companies that were considering turning against them. Not only that, but if we get into the streets, if we can find other things, other chinks in their armor, we might be able to sow some uncertainty in other places as well. Also wise. I would suggest the recovering of the jeweler's guildmaster should be a wise place to start. As I agree. It is unknowable how long this opportunity will persist. That said, if we wish to revoke the Pact Master's protection, we do not need a simple majority of the guilds, but a super majority. Obviously, the Scarlet Triad is not going to be wanting to stand against themselves. It will be difficult to remove the Pact Master's protection, I imagine, with less than ten of them supporting us. We need not gather them all, but any support we can begin to work against them help that we have. I think that this is much like a, a game of tip the log. I think that if we get a certain number of the more powerful ones to be on our side, I don't think we'll have to get all ten. As is my hope. So, while at first, of course, I imagine if possible, the guildmaster of the jeweler's guild should be returned to his fine employees alive and well, <clears throat> this would earn you a great bit of renown. It would also be wise, perhaps, to simply hear the talk of the town, learn more that there is to know about some of these other guilds. Perhaps you could even directly begin to ingratiate themselves or yourselves with them. There are no grand sweeping ge uh, gestures necessary to inundate yourself to the guild of Dung Carters. Perhaps simply making your case will do. I think you'll find there are many who have a sympathetic ear to our cause, even if they dare not display it openly, at least not alone. Well, uh, Raz and I are, I think, uniquely skilled in our ability to gather information and do so well. I think if we split up with Trashik investigating some of the more seedy ends, and perhaps Marshall and Roisin can go and see what the Gladiator's Guild has to offer, because if I withhold it from you much longer, you're going to explode. 
Katapesh is a very busy city, and it would perhaps be unwise to attempt to go directly to these sources. Besides, we do not want to force the Scarlet Triad to act any more aggressively perhaps tighten the yoke as to many of those other guilds that may be facing similar situations to jewelers. It may be worth spending some time to do groundwork, build some connections within the city, organize some inns uh, before yes. you begin to work. I'm certain that the Gladiators Guild doesn't have the only event they have be uh, in the middle of a grand coliseum or something like that. I imagine they have their hand in a number of underground the gladiators fights. Gladiators contests, I believe, occur uh, their main events typically on toil days and Sundays. Uh, as it is Oath Day today, they will not have another major event for three days, which does give you plenty of time to put yourselves on the roster should that be your to your purview. Oh yeah, of course, no I'm question. I'm not familiar with the new Guildmaster. I know one has risen to power somewhat recently, but I can only assume the type of person who would take the reins of a gladiator's skill would respect strength especially shown in her own arena. Well, that's definitely something I got. <laughs> let's... Right up your alley. Let's get into the streets and uh, move around a bit and uh, see what connections we can make. Where would what? you like me to focus attention? In the places none of us could go without looking very out of place, Once if you we know begin what I mean. to make some progress, money talks much more loudly in streets than words in these situations, oh, we especially have money. the heads of these companies. If you have some connections and you have some plans and some potentially sympathetic guildiers, it could be worse worth showing some wealth of your own. I can help you organize events, galas, oh. parties, feasts. Of course, I would love that. I think that would be fabulous. I mean, just looking around this hall, it has so much potential. We're I going would imagine that... It would require some significant investment, and the more you are willing to spend, the more favorable some of the guilds may view you. And perhaps maybe not use the safe house as the place where you can be thrown the party. Oh, no. It would not be here, by no chance. Of course but not. But there are many I places in Katapesh available for such events. I think this is wonderful. Well, we have quite a decent amount of money, I should think. May I make a suggestion? Sure. Why not rent out a dining hall? Well, I think that's that precisely what we're going to do. Probably what we would do, yes. With that coin as well, I know there are a great many things of interest within Katapesh's markets. It is said that you can find anything in the city's streets. If there is something in particular that you think may be of value to you. Looking through the shopping list. Near nothing is impossible to find. Well... <laughs> We do have one item in particular that might be a little difficult. We do have to cure that uh, little gnome. That'll yeah. be my first priority. So, we are going to hit some downtime. Oh, baby. Which has not come up terribly frequently throughout the campaign so far, I don't think. Because we're mm. a bunch of crazy sandbagging role players. <laughs> but... Throughout Katapesh, the scale of our time is uh, what we're what we're going after. What we're trying to do is going to be a lot less minute to minute, and much more day to day and week to week. Hmm. While you have, as it is today, Oath Day, the second Verastus, uh, exactly three weeks now until the next Council of Guilds, 
uh, where you're going to have a lot of sentiment on your side should you be able to save the Guildmaster of the Jewelers Guild, it's probably best you really try to focus your efforts on being ready for the upcoming uh, council. Hmm. There is a lot to do until then. You have a list of quite literally 13 guilds. And you have a lot of things that you can <coughs> do throughout Katapesh. Um, and just to, to, to narrow this down a little bit, just to understand what it is we're working with here, because uh, again, uh, Zader would be able to guide you in, in any of this stuff she has spoke about. You can, of course, attempt to go to any of the guilds and attempt to sway them directly. You can spend your day uh, either meeting with, uh, trying to arrange meetings or speak with figures of the guild, trying to uh, make connections and, and make friends and get your in with them as well as you can and slowly try to win them over towards standing against the Scarlet Triad. You can just take the direct approach. Um, you can also attempt to spend the day just building connections throughout the city. Uh, and if you do that, you can lay the groundwork to make the direct approach or any of these other, any of, of the other avenues you may take easier in the future, at least for a little while, while you have these contacts working with you. You can attempt to, uh, as she said later, or literally now if you even wanted to, host an event by throwing some coin forward to attempt to, well, it is Katapesh, it is a merchant city. Mm. We're not above buying votes, mm. I'm sure. Or you can spend your day investigating any of the 14 guilds, the Scarlet Triad included, trying to learn what you can about them. Due to the breadth of information available, and just how much is going on with these organizations in Katapesh. Gathering information here is going to be a day downtime activity. Even with Hobnobber? Rather than an hour. Um, what's Hobnobber do again? Uh, it makes it an hour instead of a day. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> um, I would let you do it twice in a day with Hobnobber. Okay. Um, and... Beyond that, you can earn income here normally. Katapesh is a 13th level city. It is by far the highest level city you have been to. If you find your coffers waning, there is plenty of work. But while it is only a 13th level city, which we discussed when we were planning what we were going to buy when we got here to not have the marketing episode on stream, <laughs> like, it, like she said, anything can be found in Katapesh's streets. You can spend your day attempting to find a specific item that is too high level for Katapesh huh. or possibly <clears throat> even uncommon or rare and spend a whole downtime day trying to source one item. Hmm. This is the biggest merchant city outside of Absalom. You could scroll a personal ring cloud. Probably not, but I imagine they'd probably yeah, have it's a little, it's a little hard that's to find. That's a real tough one. Yeah, why don't you all just leave me alone? I've literally fallen out of my chair today. <laughs> <laughs> you so. could find near anything here if you know where to look. Hobnobber also means I can't critically fail. That's probably good. Spell story? You can look. You can look. Hmm. I'm not sure what first, I would First, save Gnome. Make sure there's no more Wendigos. So, with our first day here, and you, of course, have Zader, who is here to assist you if there is anything further you would ask of her or any advice you would get from her. She seems to have a pretty good thought for what her main direction is. Uh, of course, you are all free to pursue different leads or go together as you desire. Hmm. What do you want to do with your first prepared day in Katapesh. It'll start with Roshin, because I'm pretty sure I'd largely know what you're looking for here. Training. Oh, you're training. 
Well, I have Which to. Way, you're still trying to. I have to retrain my remove curse so I can go. I kind of thought you were gonna use the uh, find a thing to get like to try and find like an eighth level remove curse. Soul. You could do that Scroll, too. I figured. Well, yeah, but one costs money and one is free. Well, That's true. One costs money, one is free. Also, even with the eighth level remove curse, I'm fairly certain it's like a worse worse than a coin toss as to whether I get it to work right. So I need I would need to buy like two or three. So you would use this as we've actually functionally be the second day of your retraining is of throughout Catapash as much as you can find things, you could certainly find tutors and contacts and other diviners who could assist you in uh, learning whatever it is you're trying to learn. Uh, which is remove curse. Which is remove curse. Right. So you're trying to retrain your signature spell? Yes, my okay. level four signature spell. Fair enough. So then Raz. Raz is going to get a list and a map of nearby inns that like the Farmer's Guild and other low kind of working class people gather. That's where he's going to start in hopping. He's going to start trying to get, you know, see if there's anyone. Hey, let me perform. I want to perform for you. Bring you some customers. Give me a little coin. And then afterwards, like just make connections with those guilds. Okay. So you're trying to, you're trying to build connections. Yeah, I'm building connections. To get everyone together. We'll do your role last because it will apply to everybody when it's done. Uh, resume. Um, Resme is going to get into a persona that she very rarely takes. Uh, she's going to assume a disguise of a, uh, servant. Uh, <laughs> a lowborn peasant. Um, and, uh, she is going to be looking for work. And while looking for work, uh, she is going to try to pick up all of the gossip of all... Knobs. Yes, I am. <laughs> um... Furthermore, um, to uh, ingratiate uh, herself a little, um, she'll try to find things or pieces of information that they might want, and on her way going to different houses, she'll try to pick up other things that they might be interested in, so they'll be more likely to talk to her. So you can do this, you can do this twice a day with your feet. Make me a diplomacy check. But you can't critically fail because you are the knobber of Hobbes. It's true. Potent, powerful level one. Oh, skill that thing. is a nice roll. Um, so that is going to be a lot. I want to group her the, the whole city. Look, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere, the front sheet doesn't matter. Nothing. So, that is a forty-six. A forty-six. <laughs> oh, hello. With a forty-six, um, you would the, the first thing you would learn about working around just trying to learn anything about the Scarlet Triad or major players in Catapesh. Uh, would be about the Aspis Consortium because again they are just so absurdly massive in scope and and size uh, that they're going to be certainly one of the primary <clears throat> players that you're going to really want on your side if you're trying to sway the public opinion of the second biggest city in Avistan. Um And what you find is not good. The Aspis Consortium seems like they are very intimately linked with the Scarlet Triad. Um, they are working together almost directly behind the scenes to the point where you uh, you hear fairly reliable rumors that they have even been directly supplying mercenaries abroad. Many of the triad, mem triad members that you have fought outside of Catapesh may have been Aspis Consortium mercenaries. That explains ah, so what much. A shame. And that's it's not all bad news though. The representative of the consortium within Katapesh is a man named Itrim Azas. He is a shaitan. He is an earth genie. Ooh. He is a huge 
literal mountain of a man. Hmm. And you learn that he really doesn't like one of the triad's primary spokesmen, uh, a man by the name of Jellic Jasmine. He is kind of the Scarlet Triad's face, almost like the PR representative. He is the one who does most of the work within the city. Of course, Etrix Tregal's not out CEOing in public all the time. Oh my god, we're inviting them both to a party and we're going to get into so much trouble. Conveniently, and we have two doses of slumber wine. This, this is the best in that you really discover. The <clears throat> best kind of chance that you find to perhaps divide the Aspis Consortium from the Scarlet Triad is how much the Shaitan hates Jasmine. Okay. Um, and then with my second attempt, um, I want to get a sense of what people know about where the jeweler might be. And if I wanted to grease palms for somebody whose palms would I grease to find him? Fair enough. That makes sense. Maybe another diplomacy check. That 20. <laughs> there it is. You're a wizard because you just cast Grease. 48. So it was kind of, that really succeeded. So it was a, kind of an open secret, really, that the guild master of the Jewelers Guild had been taken by the Scarlet Triad. And what you find does seem to fully confirm that. Uh, as far as you can tell, he had gone abroad out of Katapesh because he had work to go do somewhere else, and the Triad ambushed him and took him prisoner wasn't within the walls of Katapesh. And by the time that they had returned back to the city, the Triad had already presented the Packmasters and the Zephyr Guard with immaculate documentation to the transactions that occurred and the ownership. Uh, as far as the city is concerned, it was completely legal. And the Triad, not, not that anyone's investigated it really, no one's really looking to make an enemy of the Triad, uh, but it sounds like trying to frame this as Ill illegitimate is kind of a dead avenue. That said, they're absolutely using this as a weight over the Jewelers Guild, a very implied this guild very much likes its Guildmaster. He is a hugely popular person. They're a big fan of him. And where is his name? I know it's a really weird one that I'm going to screw up a million ice, times. All right, I want to use the book killer? one here because it's really funny. Oh yeah, it was Ice Killer, right? I got it. It's in my down. brain. I'm, I'm not forgetting ice killer like That's ice pretty... diamonds killer as in like I got your diamonds All right, milk ice killer a mild ice killer milk ice milk. killer milk. mild ice killer I'm calling him Ike and uh that works it gets a little worse than that that's the poorly kept secret that the Scarlet Triad I mean largely let slip for a bit of control the Triad obviously trades in slaves. You guys know that. It's not a secret to you. That is a secret to a lot of Katapesh, especially a lot of the common folk and the merchants that aren't in the higher echelons of these various guilds and companies. It's not something they're very open about. Interesting. A, because that's the Fleshmongers Federation's business and they're not looking to cause incidents. And B, because with the uh, recent developments in Katapesh outlawing a lot of direct slavery transactions in and around the city and making it kind of, not stopping it, but it's been legislated to the point of being kind of difficult to do here. Uh, a lot of these big trades and everything actually happen offshore in Okano, in the Knoll City, because they're 
They haven't eradicated it. It's the coward's route. They're just making it somewhat difficult and taxing the hell out of it. They do a lot of their business under the table, other places, but some of their much more high profile dealings and exchanges, they actually hold out of a manor house here in Catfish. As a matter of fact, they have a pretty large gala that is going to take place this coming moon day, the 6th, in four days. <laughs> Rumor is they are actually aiming to sell Ice Killer there. Oh man, we gonna do a heist. Getting into this party is not going to be simple. The triads, highbrow, upper class affairs, when they're not just, you know, flipping slaves outside Kentargo, when they're, these are the things they care about. The rumors you hear about the guest list is rather interesting. You hear whispers of other types of extra planar buyers, shadow genies, Rakshasa, <clears throat> Astra demons. The Triad is a huge organization with incredible reach. And honestly, nothing more than what, admittedly little, you learn about this party really has driven that home that hard yet. Not a little group. That said, you learn one more thing because you critically succeeded. There is a group of Andoran mercenaries currently in Catapesh called the Steel Falcons. My brother's a member. Andoran is a staunchly abolitionist nation. It is pretty much like their whole identity. They're here largely in an unofficial capacity. Like they are attempting, like they are a large force of the lobby that is trying to push some of this, please just outlaw slavery. What is wrong with you through Catapesh here? But they could potentially be useful allies in dealing with this auction, perhaps. Reaching out to contact them. Not a bad idea. Would be another day's work, but it's not the worst. It's, not, it's you know, friends are friends. <laughs> you don't have a lot in town, and you could use more for sure. Knowing about this not only allows you to obviously like know that it's there and prepare, but this gives you access to a whole bunch of other things that you could potentially do in the coming days to attempt to prepare. Like personal rain cloud? To either yeah. scout or to learn more about it or perhaps <laughs> to try to set up some preparations for how you are going to get in. Okay. This is good. You know about it now. You can prepare. You got four days. Trishik, what are you doing? I'm going to go say hello to the Poisoner's Guild. Because there are three particular places that I believe I fit in very well and no one else here does. I'm not surprised at all. Maybe a diplomacy check or a society check. I'm going to be giving them a gift as well. Okay. Of five purple worm venoms that I've been holding on to. Come bidding gifts. I come bidding gifts and believe I have a business proposition the higher ups might be interested in hearing. Each of those is 500 gold. 
Fair enough. Come bearing freaking gifts. Four. So you're going for the director. You're just going straight to attempt to influence them. I, I wasn't. Or are you building connections? I was going to try and build connections, just like building I'm a connections high roller. is like a city-wide thing, and you know Raz is doing that. You don't need to do that for a specific guild. Oh well, then yeah, I'll just go direct at this. Okay, give it a shot. So, uh, <laughs> twenty-six because I rolled a five. Well, the twenty-six is you ask around. You can't find any direct means of contacting any representation uh, representatives of the Poison Makers Guild. Uh, most of their wares that are delivered are done so through carriers and couriers, through third parties. And even the representatives that they send to the Council of Guilds apparently is about the only time they have a public face and they very rarely voice any kind of a proper opinion. This business is booming in Catafish, enough so that they're on this primary <clears throat> Council of Guilds. But that doesn't really pull them out from, well... They're kind of a black market organization that just got big enough to have political power. <laughs> Can I use they lore alone Underworld in the in next check? The what? Can I use Lore Underworld in the future instead? Well, they alone, on this list of 14 guilds, seems like they will be impossible to contact directly. You don't even know. You can't even find a lead for how to begin that. They, they don't have an office. You know, go knock on the door. Hello, I'd like to speak with the Poison Makers Guild, please. I have bottles. Everything they do in their sure entire existence is, we'll is find them the eventually. Table. Perhaps, but <laughs> seeking them out does seem to be a bit fruitless. And your day uh, comes up pretty empty-handed. Marshall? Marshall's actually going to do something a little uh, different. He's going to take some of his strengths in a different direction. He's going to hit up the local taverns and uh, kind of, for lack of a better term, find uh, the biggest dude and challenge him to drinking contests. <laughs> And the more wasty he gets, he's going to try and poke him for information, considering Marshall is very, 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 very good at drinking. He is a powerhouse in the bar crawling scene. Huh. Right, I mean, when friend, in doubt, the catfish stomp. You just gather us some information. Give me here a diplomacy check. Diplomacy is not exactly his forte. It's diplomacy. <laughs> this is going to be good. It's only a plus three. <laughs> Sorry, we're good. Drunken diplomacy our way into the future. Let's I was go. just going to so be like a literal diplomacy. drinking contest, but... He's having a great time. I got 11 total. <laughs> oh, no. You are very drunk. You... What is drunk? You drink a bunch of people under the table. Perhaps spawn some local mythology for later. However, this does not really help you advance the Council of Guilds thing at all. Would I um, okay, sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying, you don't really learn okay. much more than some like surface level information about some of the guilds. You would learn okay. that the, uh, the Imperial Union of Breeders is a very... They have a surprising strength that you would not perhaps expect. A lot of the... Uh, a great number of the companies are just like the Farmers Union, the Order of the Anvil, Bakers and Butchers. They are like crafters and producers and mm -hmm. merchant uh, unions. But the breeders themselves are renowned throughout the city, throughout Katapesh, the center of capitalism and economy, as unbeatable, like, haggling world champions. Mm. Everyone, like, they are phenomenal at the art of the deal and uh, near unbeatable at it. And this is something they take a great amount of pride in and they have a great amount of respect for that game 
and as a, a decent way to kind of ingratiate yourself to any of its members to prove your actual worth there. Hmm, interesting. Well, in that case, it, since I'm not really getting much information at the bars, uh, my next... Do you also have a number? Uh, sadly, no. No, you get, you get one thing. She has a feat that gathers information fast, so she can gather oh. twice. Well, and okay. at the end of the day, Rez has spent yeah, much of the afternoon here attempting to kind of, uh, again, build these connections here to put this all together. So you can actually do this with a performance check. Cool. Can I get my bonus from my trumpet and the Taz helping me out? If it gives you a performance bonus yes. that well, you could have effective throughout an entire day, then yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, they technically <gasps> helped me the entire day. So. Yeah, it's not like a duration limited thing nope. also. Yeah, you absolutely. Cool. I'm going to roll you my performance. Raz is good at this. This is the one thing he is not bad at. Oh, the one thing. Raz is good at a lot of stuff. For a 48. Nice. Damn. Mm. <laughs> that was a critical success. Okay. Uh, yeah, Raz is good at this. You're great at this. So you <laughs> are a spectacular performer. This is finally the, the time here in Catapesh. This is the, the era of the face. It has been a lot of punching the face for the last couple of books, and there's been a little bit of, of hobnobbery and cobbler, I suppose. But this is your moment, charisma characters. This is my You get to do the Actually, thing that your character five, is supposed to do. I am also a charisma character. It's just I'm only really very well trained in deception. I'm a charisma character, but I'm scary. This is true. As <laughs> You're making us roll that. our weakest of the three social skills. Well, gathering information <laughs> explicitly is a diplomacy, and the Poison Makers Guild are largely just finding that you can't contact yeah. them. Um, but <laughs> there will be other... The guilds are not all diplomacy. And I didn't society, think kind of so. Um, so, Rez, the you kind of come <laughs> in here, and you are an incredibly interesting performer. You are spectacular at what you do. You do that little trumpet. You have your little party rat. It's a great time. And from end to end, from tavern to tavern, you, in one day, grow a, uh, a surprising repertoire of contacts. People who come up to you after acts who introduce themselves, who want you to... This incredibly rich fish baron that wants you to play at his daughter's birthday party or whatever. A, a lot of people <laughs> that are worth knowing. What you're trying to say is Raz went viral. You will get a uh, plus one circumstance bonus to all of the other downtime checks that you do in Catapesh for the next month. Um, you also have a favor that you can call in at some point. One time, when you or anyone that you go out to do downtime activities with, that comes with you, can use, uh, you can call that in to re-roll whatever check you made. Wow. Made wow. Repaid. Critical success. Big money. Big money. Good job. Perma plus one and a re-roll for you or a friend. I like to phone a friend. Everybody. <laughs> Rez went viral. Rez did go viral. But as you reconvene back at Zader's estate <clears throat> that she has given to you, she is... Uh, this would take you pretty much the whole of the day to this work. You need, you need not concern yourselves with the money that you pay for food and stuff. It is a completely insignificant amount, and besides, Zader is providing much of what you need, and literally any time you can stop back by and get some get a nice sandwich or whatever. She is 
putting her coin, her estate, and her goods forward to assist you as she can. I, and I, I feel bad because I'm pretty sure I eat most of her pantry every day, so I, okay. I compensate. She's poor at the end of this month. As long as you take the Scarlet Triad down, it was worth it. <laughs> we have a sponsor. You, all <laughs> you do have a sponsor. You all reconvene back at her estate around sundown and share what you achieved or learned throughout the day. One of these, of course, being uh, a little more important than the rest of them, perhaps. Probably. Guys, we're going to need to do a combined party preparation, heist preparation. Trishik, this is you. I mean, I have no idea how to break into a house, break into a party, elude magical security, or do any of that stuff. But oh, I it's, it's simple. We just bust the wall down. No. <laughs> This auction they're going to have, uh, given the, again, rumors uh, floating around of the guest list and the wealth and the weight of the triad, uh, this is going to be a massive operation. This is far from a one-man job. You are probably going to all want to go. Looking around at my party, I really want it to be a one-man job. (laughs) Hey, I'm good at this. I know Trishik, that I cannot. You are very skilled in stealth, and you are skilled enough to know that some things are utterly yeah. impossible to do by yourself. No amount of you being invisible, especially if your goal is to break somebody else out, is going to help you. Put them in my bag of holding and walk out. You think <laughs> so, we need one more? I think we need, we need one more. Actually, one more. I think we need uh, several more, and uh, that's where I think the Andoran eagles are going to come in. Steel falcons. The what? Steel falcons. It was a bird. You were on the right track. I know. <laughs> The what? The, the Steel canaries. Falcons of Andoran. Um, okay, background. Andoran, like the opposite of Catapest. Sounds like a bunch of bards to me. No, you would love them. They're all about freedom and freeing slaves and emancipation. They're They've... trying to butcher me up. No, that's literally what they do. They are literally here to try to pass a law to make slavery illegal. Huh. Well, based on information, perhaps tomorrow I can go talk to the slave of the guild. They might not like the uh, Scarlet Triad selling something in the city and not going through with them. Maybe. I would like to go talk to the Falcons. Sounds wise. I have a birthday party to perform for. I mean, I could I'd actually Are you that. the gift? No, I'm the performer. <laughs> oh, present. Rez pops out of a cake with his little <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I... On his trumpet. <laughs> I, pull out, I pull out a scroll of paper. Um, I made all these contacts. I don't... They're all very important people. Oh, well, they Ooh. sound very important. This is the one I'm performing for. Goodness gracious, his name like goes onto two lines. It, it does. Long names are a sign of wealth, it's I think. titles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God, after this, Raz is never going to dance again. I don't dance. <clears throat> don't ask you? <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so I think you and I maybe should go there. I think you would find them very I, agreeable. I have to I have to cloister myself until I'm granted the boon by Milani. Well, are are you okay are you guys okay with me going alone? No, I think you should take Marshall with you. Okay. I mean but the safe than sorry. Technically it's not it's not legal to kidnap people off the streets of Catspesh and throw them into jail, yeah. but I would I mean, be the can... most difficult aside from Trishik person to kidnap. Um, I do really have would. something interesting to uh, share. One thing I definitely learned about the city through my um, investigations. Mm-hmm. You smell like Which booze. Which I haven't told too much about. He always smells like booze. Though. I mean, he smells more like booze. Does he? Does he though? It's really difficult booze. to say. I mean, um, anyway, 
Well, one thing I definitely learned, which it might not exactly be a trade secret, but this town definitely takes its pride on haggling. So if you make an offer and you talk them down, maybe you can, uh, I don't know, use that to your advantage somehow. Or worst case scenario, I could just, you know, get, go to the gladiators guild and try and recruit some muscle. Well, actually, that's not a bad idea. Getting uh, well, actually, it's good good information to know. It's actually a great way to go and approach it. You said it was the the breeders guild, did you? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, that, that that could actually be a good in there. Actually, get some people to actually look up to you a bit. I wonder if haggling, if threatening people into lowering their prices counts. You said no. threatening. She's really good at it's haggling. A form of haggling. We call it bullying. She's <laughs> haggling. I mean, unleash the Karen within it's, you. <laughs> it's non-violent coercion. Let me Although speak all... with your manager. <laughs> See, you, you have to. You have to turn Super the wording. <laughs> you have to turn the wording on these things to make them seem more politically acceptable. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I really want to go speak to the the, the Andorans and. I mean, honestly, it would just, it would make me feel really, really good because, well, my family has some connections with them. Oh, spectacular. So assuming that you're not like keeping this from Zeter. No, not at all. No, she's in the meeting with us. Yeah, I was was, was, like assuming that she is. Yeah, no, she's chilling with us. This, I will admit I am surprised you have accomplished in a day what I was unable to do in seven weeks. If this is true and not a false flag of some kind, which I don't believe the Triad has any reason to believe they need distractions as of yet, this is it. This is the opportunity. The key is to speak to the kitchen wenches. They know everything. If we know where Icekiller is going to be and when, that is a guaranteed chance to... Bring him back to his people. We also know a significant more about the level of risk we're facing in doing it. The names they were dropping, the types of people they associate with, they're not to be trifled with in any way. It would not surprise me. I have heard much of the Triad's contacts, and again, they are a wide-reaching organization. This... This will not be a simple job, and one that it is wise to prepare for. It may be worth putting in some effort to attempt to either prepare disguises or try to put hands on some of their invitations to ease and getting in through the door. Mm. Scouting the location of the auction itself may be wise as well. And likely uh, disguising our gear as much as possible. Uh, my sword and Marshall's axe would stand out too strongly, but if we shrink it down... I can take care of that. Um, disguising is one thing. Uh, several of us actually have full other personas that have separate lives and. I think they're they're all your personas, actually. Oh, you're right. Difficulty... Oh, hold on. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no good. I was just like, I learned this trick from Buddy. I'm somebody else now. Oh, he has a code on. <laughs> oh, sweetheart. He just closes the gook head, and all of a sudden you can't see his face anymore. Oh, sweetheart, I think that only works for Buddy because he believes in it so hard. I believe in it too. It the works. The difficulty will not be as simple as getting in and out of the building itself. Uh, the triads certainly will spare no expense at this gala. Uh, 
it may honestly be as easy to blend into a crowd as it is to hide entirely, and these disguises may be used for this. But you then still need to locate what is certain to be one of the jewels of the auction and remove him undetected, or at least not uh, unstopped. Hmm. We could also simply purchase him. <clears throat> I don't... I suppose that is not an impossible option, but I fear it may well be beyond your or my means. I also think that uh, the Andorans, they hate slavery. If we tell them about where this is going on and we include them in our plans, they might very well have resources and things they can provide us that we're not even aware of yet. Or at the very least, it would be a serviceable distraction. Exactly. It could allow even those of you less inclined to stealth and rest. Well, also, some of the things I can do are not just going to work on me. I can do it on other people. This operation, I imagine, will be complex. I would think it most wise, perhaps. All of you have the best chance more than one. One, two figures can be easily compromised or rebuffed. You all have your various skills, and simply hiding out of sight will not be enough. No, but if we did need to hide, at least we could hide more more than just one of us, you know, at some if point. If you do need to hide, I fear that the emancipation of Ice Killer may already be beyond you. I, I think the distractions are best bet. They will be loath to cancel the au- uh, auction. They will not be looking to shut this down. Even should something go wrong, if they have invested as much as it sounds, this is a major stand for them, a major point of both pride, but also the security they offer their clients. Ooh, it would if appear we can make weak, them look bad. Which means that simply having a stumbling across an, em- an opportune patrol is not going to shut down the entire no. event. Hmm. I think perhaps you worry too much about individual stealth when there will be many skills required to pull off a heist of this magnitude. Well, um, the only other thing I can think of is I, as far as my part, I could either A, pose as one of your bodyguards for whatever role you decide to take in the auction, or B, I help lead the, uh, the Falcons into the distraction, because when in doubt, who's a better distraction than me? Or you could simply kill disagreeable security. Oh, that's even better. That's more my style. I like her. There will be plenty, and it is very possible you will be approached outside of the main body of the auction. The estate where they're holding this is near a city unto itself. It is a massive property. One of the largest within Katapesh. I Who think... built it? I, it oh, that's has a good idea. stood for centuries, admittedly. I am unsure of its original architect. Well, Katapesh is an old city, is it not? Perhaps uh, there's some architect's office somewhere. We Perhaps one of the plan. Carpenter's Guild who's done repairs might have plans of the place we could, atta- we could obtain. It's very much possible, and perhaps wise. Hmm. Gather every edge you possibly can before this coming moon day, I believe. We may only have one chance of this if one of these extraplanar purchasers takes the Guildmaster, he will certainly be beyond our reach in, say, the brass city in the Plane of Fire. Well, I... And, and this is just me talking out loud. 
there are ways you can tie somebody to this dimension. They don't last forever, but... But you do have to find him first. Yes. I do not imagine that the Triad are dumb enough to be keeping him on site prior to the auction. I don't think there will be any value in trying to raid the place outside the hours of the actual No, party. there's no point. They are no far point. from incompetent, and they know the value of the Guildmaster. I suspect perhaps the, uh, the Silver Falcons may be able to... Steel Falcons? Steel Falcons. It's almost like they pick the names out of a hat sometimes. Uh, they might actually have more ideas as well. Uh, let us not simply make all of our plans ourselves. No, and leave I them out really of it. want to talk to them. Uh, plans for tomorrow, then. Right. And tomorrow, our preparations begin in earnest. May this be a launch pad for our greater schemes within the city. The five of you, with what assistance I provide, can pull this heist off. This will be a major blow to the Triad and those who swear allegiance to them. I sure hope Snake Hair Jenny doesn't betray us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Out of game. We can reset the zeitgeist of the city. But that would be all that you would accomplish with your first day here. We're going into a Dreaming potential on dreaming potential. It's your third day of training. I'm just keeping tally marks here. It's of how many days that you've trained. I think it's seven. You got to get to to retrain a signature. Seven. Spell. I got to get to. Yeah, which is going to be, be three. Uh, four nights and three days. Yeah. So then, yeah. Well, so we're going to need to feed the guy three. more slumber wine. And you get four fire day, five fire day night, six star day, seven star day night. So yeah, Sunday you would be done, and you would ever move Chris's signatures. Well, the day before the auction. Yup. Maybe I we can deal with the Wendigo thing before this whole auction heist. Really would great. Be just that would be fantastic. Great. Honestly, uh, that'd be speaking great. Speaking of fortitude save, huh? He needs to make fortitude save. Oh, he does need to make a fortitude save. He, well, does he? Because he's on. He was out for a week. He's on he critical failed. failure. I'm yeah, pretty it's two days. This is the. Oh, it is two day. days. Yeah, he does actually get to make a save. That's right. It's up to a maximum of seven days. I thought critical failure just he's out for seven it's days. Just, she just pours more down his throat. <laughs> He is still unconscious. Well, he's now stage three. He was three days. Was he not already? No, he critically fell the first one, so he was stage two, which is two days, and now he's three days. So you have three more days. So you, he will be out until Sunday, assuming the Wendigo curse does not overcome the wine here. I'm, I'm IVing him too. IVing him? Yeah, so get him some water. No, yeah, so he doesn't die of thirst. Yeah. He's unconscious, not dead. He still needs some degree of sustenance. Right, yeah, yeah. So we will begin our planning for the auction heist in earnest. Not next week, actually, because next week is going to be Gen Con Online. So there is going to be a wide variety of what? You don't need to eat or drink while under the effects of slumber wine. Does it actually say that? That's what it says. That's hilarious. All right, you need stasis, <laughs> I guess. Woo! You, uh, that good sleep. They you will also be... appear to be recently dead unless someone makes a DC <laughs> 40 medicine check. His heart's not even beating. There's a wide... He's in stasis. DC 40, his heart is not beating. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, DC 40. There will be a wide variety of other content here on the channel this next week, and there are a bunch uh, of other groups who are going to get an opportunity to get to do their own adventures on the Paizo channel, which is something that we get to enjoy every weekend. So, you know, we can make some space for some other people when they're at these conventions and things. And just be like, no, shut up. I'm sending an Age of, Ab Age of Ashes episode in the middle of your convention. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we, or we could have done a one-shot. But I'm like, you know what? It's okay. It actually lines up really well schedule-wise for us anyway. So it's not going to be next week. But when we come back in two weeks to continue the Age of Ashes, we have a heist to prepare for. And we have an auction to raid and a milk ice killer to save 
from uh, very prestigious, probably very heavily secured. And a birthday party. Play the auction. And, and you gotta go play it on a birthday party. Not another Scooby Doo adventure. And not another Scooby Doo adventure. But Thank I- you. Everyone for coming here. Thank you for, hang- for hanging out. You will want, yeah. If you want to hoard up some Paizo power to just go Do nuts it. on hero points and villain points, I haven't enough. Man, I want to be stuck on these three because I actually don't have a lot of chances to spend these. Because I feel, I feel not like a lot of it's very downtime. It's, it's not like combat. I'm not rolling against you guys. I feel it's weird that you say I don't roll a lot, and as soon as you put me over here away from the dice games, I started rolling a lot of dice, <laughs> like out of spite. <laughs> this is a curse. Yeah, I think you just started. You just started keeping count once you sat over. But there. enjoy yeah, Gen Con online next Earn week, as many my friends. As you can, so that you can fill give up them my to pockets. me. Except for Link. Link, don't go to anything. Your Link never changed. My pockets are currently full. Link, sure to be a whole bunch of other great actual plays and new adventures to partake in and we'll see you the weekend after good night everybody enjoy the rest of your weekends man this auction is going to be so cool i've been ready for this since book one